you doing? He'll find himself looking all brown and delicious and scrumptious. Oh, that's me. <laughs> you're probably wondering what you're tuning into. You're tuned in, too. We are live. Hey, everybody. It's We Are Live. Chris Dem and Travis Terrell. Excited to be here. Trav wore his best hat for you. Boop, and boop. Uh, what's, what's that on your shirt? Oh, it's it's only uh, a delightful character by the name of Joe. Looks like a punk-ass bitch. Hey, oh, no. It's too mm. early for this. Who is that? Maneuver, where you been, baby girl? I've been gone. School's back. Oh, good. Are you back in class now? Nah, really. Oh, Maneuver, it's, I mean. Those other, those other, those other kids are. Why, well, Maneuver, you should be in class, though. I'll do what I want, really. Oh, but, but you shouldn't, sweetie. You can end up in jail. That's truancy. Don't call me, don't call me sweetie. Well, you're, you're not in school. You one of them kid touchers? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> of course not, Maneuver. I heard you listen to Michael Jackson. I, I don't think that makes me a kid. Did you say kid toucher? That's right. Oh, Maneuver, do you, do you even, how do you know this stuff? That girl on your shirt's a punk. Hey, hey, don't do disrespecting, Joe. She, she's read more books than your ass have. Broke-ass time machine. Go, go, I keep talking here. I'll take your ass back to the foster care house. Bye. I thought. <clears throat> Wearing the shirt. Of from course. By Jack. Yes, my lovely friend, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, girl. Oh, there she is. Isn't she adorable? Shiny. She's adorable. He's a sweetheart. On the show today, we have a conversation one-on-one -on -one with the great Mark Rose. You know him. He used to be in Spitalfield. I, I, was a, I grew up. I was in the Spitalfield fan club. Mm -hmm. they, they used to call us the Spits. That's what they called us. The I don't think so. He's from Chicago. He stopped by. And we had a great conversation talking about uh, uh, just kind of the wildness of uh, being signed to a major label at the age of like 19 and touring and how he's doing things now. So really excited about that. We'll have Lunell in later today. She's in uh, Dolomite, the new movie with Eddie Murphy. She was in Borat. And then also Sam Lyons, who's uh, not been in that uh, but he'll be here for recasting he be, call. He will be present. He will. So it'll be a fun show today. Be sure to drop your uh, thoughts in the comments on Travis's appearance, no boy. his sexuality, and more. That's uh, speaking of sexuality, how about a stream queen, Chris Gardner? Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Here we go. Oh, he's, he's noble this morning. And good morning, Walnut. All right. All right. A couple things here. Okay. I've decided... I will allow Joe Rogan to mediate the 2020 presidential debate under one condition. Okay. I'm listening. The Democratic presidential nominee has to be Marianne Williamson. If that occurs, then, then I will allow Joe Rogan okay. to mediate a debate between okay. Donald Trump yes. and Marianne okay, Williamson. That, that, that I will agree with you there on that one. Is that I fair? Think, I think if we're at that point, if we're at that point in the election cycle, where it's Marianne Williamson versus mm -hmm. Donald Trump, I think it's safe to say two thirds of our country is probably already dead. So I would say, yeah, well, let's absolutely go for that. I just think that means we're at the point where we can then allow whatever. Really, I laws mean, don't mean anything at that point. No, that's what I'm saying. Like that scenario illustrates to me that somehow. Shit got worse. Yeah, something's gone wrong. Something's gone awfully wrong. Which is to say, it's a strong possibility. Mm -hmm. That's oh, the fun part about this. this. 
Oh boy. She'll be breaking up. This is their vice president candidate. Right here. Crystal. I thought she worked the mid shift across the river. I did. Can it be both? It sure can. Of Here's the one thing can. I'm learning, uh, and I have learned, uh, especially after spending time uh, learned and learned it in New York, mm -hmm. uh, is that we're not mature enough for a democracy. We're just not. Hmm. So I think. Happy Friday, everyone. Yes. So I just, I just want to. Back to a monarchy? I uh, just think at this point, why not? Throw it back? We th I Who would your king be? Now that's where it gets fun. No, well, then, no. We have no, to establish a family. Then we're no longer a republic as well. Yeah, that's fine. Basically, because you hear people say, oh, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. If you look at the definition of republic, basically all it's saying is you're not a monarchy. <laughs> so that's what a republic is. <laughs> it's not a monarchy. It's not a monarchy. <laughs> that's basically what the definition is. Nice. I, yeah, I, uh, huh. I, who would be my king? Now, I think it stays in the family. Jay-Z. Until they're we'll usurped. that later. I would say, you know who would make it? He, he did a great... He's already got a queen. I'd say, I'd say go with the Obamas. They're delightful people. Even uh, if you didn't agree girls, with them politically... girls be partying. They're delightful people. The Obamas are just fun people. And so I think while we'll probably disagree on some of their, their steps in their monarchy rule, I trust them enough to not immediately kill us peasants. I'm going to go with Oprah, because I think she'll give me stuff. Mm. The only thing is, Oprah isn't going to be able to pass down the lineage. Uh, if she wanted to, they could. she could pay to have the technology 12 children made. The yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus, I didn't know that was a yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oprah can just do that? Yeah, I mean, okay. people don't even need to have sex anymore, really. If uh, wanna... uh, we'll <laughs> uh, Lord knows it... I don't. Huh? Up top! Was it... Uh... <laughs> Chris Dunt. <laughs> no, I don't want any of your non-sex hand. He got out of the way. Oh, get your non-sex away from me. Was it Judge Dredd? What, what? No, that is your sex hand. That's not your non-sex yeah, hand. Yeah, that's fair. Be true. When but, it comes uh, to my sex hand, mm -mm. I'm ambidextrous. Your wife? Who? Huh? I ran through that word as quickly as I could. Yeah, mm. I could we all saw that mm -hmm. and heard that. So, Interesting. So who would your king be? Who would yours? Who would be your royal? Who would be your royal? Is that how you would say? It? Oh, the Mannings. Oh, that wouldn't be too bad. Leadership, big heads. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. They are already ugly. Royal families yeah. are generally ugly. And they start banging their sisters. It's going to be even worse. Yeah. 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 The Mannings make sense. I feel like I think there's another. I think there's a. I think Cooper's kid's supposed to be good. Eventually, they get like. The jaw thing yeah. going, or by slant long forehead. It's uh, it's 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 a battle between the Mannings and the Cars as far as Peyton grooming Manning kids goes to back quarterbacks. And hosts Saturday Night Live again. He's got it wrapped up. Oh, he's oh. just a, oh. Is there is there a celebrity though right now that you think could enter the race and legitimately shake up no. the entire presidential campaign? No. The Rock. The Rock is probably the closest I can come up with. <laughs> For being honest, if the Rock declares, isn't the Rock a Republican? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think, for, I th if Trump announced that Dwayne the Rock Johnson was his new VP candidate when Pence goes off to uh -huh. cure homosexual men of their misdeeds in his own way, yeah, you know I see what, what you did there. Um, th and out. he announces that Dwayne Johnson is taking his place. He wins in a landslide. Mm. I'm, I'm serious. I don't know about landslide. Uh, is that well, a good maybe thing? he would just actually win. Now, the next thing is, is that a good thing? 
I didn't say it was a good thing at I'm all. I'm asking, yeah. is it? I think, that's what, I think the fact that... Yes Fred, or no? no? I think no. Okay. So only people okay. with certain uh, income levels can vote. Yeah, that's oh basically boy. where we're headed to. We've already tried that. I'm about to say They're it, doing it like, right now. Yeah, we're kind of doing true. it again. Which is interesting. What, like, yeah, it's interesting. But to your point in regards to Jay-Z, it's been a tough day. It's been a tough two days, two, three days in the black community. Are you, tur- <coughs> it's are you been turning a- on Jay-Z? I don't, we're not turning on Jay-Z. People keep saying that people who are critiquing Jay-Z are all of a sudden, Chas, no, it, the idea is that... Does Beyonce have to divorce him? Mm. I tell you what. That's, we find out the true motivation is Travis thinks he has a shot. So the whole time, he's just like, yeah, tell girl, you, you know, he just I'll tell you he hadn't what. been treating you right. You I'll know? tell you what, if Beyonce ever hit the market, if Beyonce ever hit the market. And what would those DMs look like? <sighs> Man. Is that like the Mike Trout free agency? Yeah. Yeah. You have to understand that you'll never, ever be I would have said LeBron, but that happens every so many yeah, years. So that's it's very really true. built into yeah. it. It has been a lot. La- the last few days have been very difficult for my community. We really admire Jay-Z for the work he has done previously. You know, he's brought a lot of attention to some important stories, important people. Uh, he helped bail out protesters in Baltimore. He's contributed to several campaigns across the country to address social injustice, especially in, uh, in, criminal, in regards to criminal reform. Uh, I think people are very disappointed in Jay-Z because... You can't have a conversation about social justice with the NFL without Colin Kaepernick because there is no conversation to begin with if it wasn't for Colin Kaepernick. So while we understand maybe maybe Jay-Z does indeed have good intentions, it just feels like Colin Kaepernick got played by someone I think he assumed was an ally. And I think it's hard to say that you want to talk about injustice when the league is purposely blackballing the man who brought the issues to the forefront to begin with. So it's been a very difficult week for us African-Americans because we support both. We, we, it's, it's not a cancel Jay-Z situation. It's a, hey man, you rap about some shit and then you go around and do what appears to be the opposite of that shit. And now we realize that lyrics are lyrics, but at the same time you have carried yourself as if this is the way forward. Well, this is lyrics th- are lyrics in some cases. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes R. Kelly is just telling you what he did. Oh, boy. It's a whole crime. I don't know how the DA didn't pick up on that. Mm. But, yeah, I think Jay-Z is a capitalist at the end of the day, too. He's and so that's business. another reaction. Right. He's a business And now man. Here, here's the thing. That doesn't mean it's good. No. Right. No, it does not. And I think that's the thing. That's that like p- the people that say, oh, it's not personal. It's just business. Because it was a quote in a fucking movie once. And they right. think that means that's all of a sudden, you can just. Yeah, you don't get to use a movie it. line and to make everything not, okay, you fucking not, coward. Right, that's not his work. No, it is I personal. drink your milkshake. I don't have fucking money now. I drink your milkshake. Wait, hey, hey, hey. It goes in a movie, man. You just can't walk into my milkshake style. I'm telling you to grow up. I'm 40 years old and just bought an electric scooter. So, yeah, you know what? Maybe look in the mirror here. Figure things out. So it's tough, man, Chris. It's been hard. I mean, I thank you for caring about what's going on in our community. I, uh, it's been a tough week, man. It's been very, it's, man, it's weird. It's, it's like, but. You said thank you for caring about what's going on in our community. And Chris we were typing away. <laughs> <laughs> we were, I'm trying to figure out, like, how we were figuring out. He was like, oh, yeah. oh good for you guys. <laughs> what are you, you guys, do you guys? You guys get a pool? That's great, what's man. That's good for you. I don't yeah. know. Does the Trump Johnson campaign kick off by handing out Voss water bottles and Flint, mm-hmm. Voss is Johnson's oh. water company? 
That mm. could. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's it, but I, I think. But I we I had this conversation kind of with Stacy off air uh, Stacey yesterday. Static, the Static Podcast. And because I I know she's had several encounters with a lot of local St. Louis celebrities. She's good friends with many of them, and I've just been curious as to do people truly change up because she's had the opportunity to see people. You know, when they were ver- first starting out and they were inside clubs and now they're performing at, you know, places like Enterprise Center and Madison Square Garden. And I'm, I'm all, I ask, what is that transition like for that person? And she says it's, it happens more often than we think. People change up the closer they get to, you know, fame, the more money they get. So I'm not saying that Jay-Z is completely out of touch. I think the Jay-Z that we want him to be isn't that Jay-Z because... He hasn't been a part of that life in a long time. So to expect him to think like that is also asking a lot because well, people do change up. And, and I think I don't think Jay does not care about the community. I just think the way he went about it, I don't think he understands why people in the community are sensitive to it. So he's out of touch? I think Jay-Z... Yes or no? Is, yes. Come on. Or You're good, answer, man. You're good today. Look or, at you. you meet with the Dream Team this week? Or is he an adult and realizes that stuff ain't going anywhere and he's going to give a bunch of black artists... Uh, opportunities and has a chance to. I mean, how many? The league is ninety percent black people. Did Jay Z? Did Jay Z need the NFL to do that though? No, no. But he he. This was a bad idea. Jay Z didn't need the NFL. Well, I get what you're saying. It into something great. In what the year. my thing is, if you're and, pe- not, and people no, have no, said, no, 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 no. You can't shit on the person that started all this. There stuff. you go. That's a key here. The, the only oh, you're talking, but what if he's what if his plan it's not is a, no you're you doing, they're doing hypotheticals this isn't chess this isn't fucking meta he was trying to make money there it is it's that simple That's but that. what if it's it, not it, no so don't don't, don't make it a think piece it's <laughs> no, not a think but piece so Chris. is nike and what what happens whenever jay-z's grand plan is to bring Ka- kaepernick out to the idea to unveil think, some I, new I, social program but i think you're missing the point the fact is i think is that i know colin, exactly what the point i think is. colin Ka- colin kaepernick is the center of all this right you don't have a conversation with the nfl without colin kaepernick Kaepernick. If you're having a conversation about social injustice, the person that needs to be at the table is the person who kicked yeah. it off to begin with. So you're, if that person isn't idea. there, that's a bad idea. You yeah, can't sit up fine. here and say, I'm going to now talk about social justice with the very people who are purposely keeping the person who brought the issues to he's the just, table out of the league. He's just greedy. That's all. And that's just fine. So and, that, and that's and that's at the and I think that's what Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend yeah, said it's recently. Not, it's, it's not hard to see through here. This is surface thinking. There isn't many layers here. Right. And that's where most African Americans are today. Tense. Right. And most African Americans know that today. That's fine. If Jay-Z wants to partner up with the NFL to add to his pocket and to Chris's point, maybe expand his roster of artists who maybe want to get on. The thing that's troubling is that you're wrapping social justice. That's a serious issue affecting millions of Americans. So for you to wrap yourself around that issue without having the main person to cr- who created the conversation, you yeah. can't, I, don't, I don't understand how that can be. I can't, you can't sit up here and be like, yeah, I, I think the NFL is sincere about addressing these issues. Sure, they're keeping the person who brought the issues to the forefront away from their organization, but I now trust them to address these serious issues of in this community? Not. You don't. So I think that's where the... And I'm white. And, and, and I think that's why a lot of people today are off, just... Please. It's good. <laughs> we haven't had a new drop in a while. <laughs> and I'm white. I'd like that to be dropped. That is a shirt if I've ever heard one. Uh, I had a couple other small things here real quick. Okay. Um, first off, announcement next Tuesday Uh-oh. at 10.30 a.m. Oh, at the yeah. Palladium. Here we go. St. Louis is getting an MLS franchise, <laughs> an expansion <laughs> team. 
There's been a lot of talk about what the team name should be, and I think I finally figured it out oh, this morning. this is good. Now, this is going to be interesting. Are you ready? Please, God. Please, God. Let it be good. Better Together STL. What? Better Together STL. What do you think? Gardner, you know I generally support... Mm-hmm. A vast majority of your ideas, especially the ones that are outside of the box. I don't want anything in regards to this merger to have anything to do with this oh. damn soccer team at all. No okay, more. I was just trying to. It was worth a shot. It's got the STL in it. I don't it. blame you there. I thought it fit. I thought it kind but, of flowed. But I'm curious now because we are nearing that stage. Now, I'm not sure if they're going to, if they're smart, they'll just announce they're getting a team and then later on, either, either next year. I'm assuming sometime next oh, year is when they're going to roll out. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not going to do it next Tuesday. They'll involve the fans some, or at least make the fans think they're involved. Some. Yeah, there you go. I'm about to say, let's give the appearance that the fans have an opinion. And, and what they'll do, contest. and they'll literally make them the, the red birds. That's the thing. Do we do animals, or do we things that, that symbolize the city? Cardinals, too. <laughs> I can see that. I can, that's, and that's why they won't do a poll. Best that's why they won't let fans vote. Like, the beef I, is. I just say call the them Cardinals the sequel. I think that's cool. The St. Louis Cardinals, too. Name them the stands. <laughs> that's it. Fans. Maybe that should be the poll today. And that's a nickname for... So we could use, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that should be the, what would B-Fibber's name the soccer team? It's Cardinals 2.0. Cardinals 2.0. Because then you can chant 2.0 like we were at wrestling. Uh, wrestling. 2.0. 2.0. I like that. 2.0. I like That's a good point. Uh, we have a couple comments. Travis Blackfish Terrell, how the hell are you? This is your longtime caller friend, Mark. Oh. Hello, Mark. Uh, we will actually, maybe next week we'll get our, uh, our phone up and running. We've got the capability. We have the technology. Mm. But uh, we'll look into that. Tom Brown, Jay-Z has 99 problems, and his relationship with Colin Ka- Kaepernick is one. <laughs> that is just so weird. I, yeah, it must be nice, though. It's, look, when you're that rich. But somebody made a very good point. Someone was like, look, that's great to have Roger Goodell sitting there. How about getting some of those owners that have had uh, a lot to say about Colin Kaepernick in that room with you, Jay-Z? How about those same individuals? Here's, does Jay-Z have a lot of money? He's a little bit okay, a lot of money. here's the thing. You don't trust him then. You don't trust people with I think, lots of I money. Think, I think that's the... I Why think, would you trust someone with a lot of money? That's a good point. That's a good point. Gardner's tr- right. I don't trust Chris Sear, and it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Chris Oh, Sear. oh hey, Chris Sear. And, and you booked Sam Lyons instead of him. I'd take that as a personal offense. Well, I don't... I guess my Facebook didn't alert me to his birthday. <laughs> we have birthday appearances. <laughs> We've become the birthday show. Yeah. We are the birthday <laughs> show. <laughs> we do. Was it Casa Gallardo? I mentioned them yesterday. That used to, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Ah! Why do we all know to Who do that at that the, point? Why do we all know to do that? How many restaurants do that? I don't know. It must be a ton all because how do we all know to do the, the, yeah. the Russian ya yeah at the end? Mm-hmm. We kind of did the Russian ya. Yeah. Isn't that what it's called? The Russian ya? Yeah? When I, I was... Uh, Russian's more like... Oh, okay. <laughs> at your corporate thing, Travis, did you guys have to do a song if people ask? Yes. I worked at yes. Olive Garden as, yes. a, as a young man. I did. I did. At that job, that was a thing. I would, say, it was, it was, I would say, I would be like, oh my gosh, they told us we can't do the song today. I'm it's so, so sorry. It's, Can I get you a free dessert? I, I'll get you a free dessert. I don't tell anybody. I'll get you a dessert. 
and I just move on. I was like, I'm not, because you're supposed to grab everybody, and then, hey, everybody, and they made up a whole bona fide. So did you ever do it? Uh, yeah, I had. I mean, when you're new. Man. But once you kind of learn. Wow. I wish we managers could. I wish there was video. Uh, that's what uh, I was just thinking. for video. Oh, uh. no. <laughs> Sean worked with me at Olive Garden. He said, sing it, Denman. <laughs> <laughs> it was called, it was Bonafesta. They made up their whole, this whole so thing. So how does it go? I don't you go solo. Bonafesta. I don't, I truly don't. I worked at another place for like five and a half years after. It's and been they, a long time. And they did the same one, but different Bonafesta. It was like, what a, what a glorious day. I could Google it. What a glorious day. Like that? No, yeah, probably. We just put the same thing. Happy birthday. Hang on. We, I'm, I'm going to look this up. I think that. And then, so you would have done that one. That's kind of fun. See, and the thing like that, an opera one. But oh. see, now what sucks is working at a corporate restaurant, having to do Did the birthday. Do or not working at a corporate restaurant where people still, for whatever reason, anticipate the service would do that. Oh, because well, then you, if you don't do it, like, if you don't do it at the brewery, it's like, we don't do that. And then they they're going to be it mad, at the, they're going to be mad. We do it at the local watering hole. Excuse me? Yeah. That at, sounds awful. We sing happy birthday to anyone. How do you say has? happy birthday? Well, normally Sean is there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Sean it. goes around and taps everyone on the show. Like, even if it's someone who's only been in there a couple times, let's just use Ruth as a name. Um, hey, it's Ruth's birthday. Ruth, we're going to sing. We're going to sing. He'll go to every table, just, even if he doesn't know the people. It's Ruth's birthday. Ruth, we're going to sing. And then he'll yell at the bartender, Tim, ring the bell. <laughs> and then he'll go, a one, a two, a three. Happy. And then everyone sings happy birthday. Look at Sean. Yeah. Is he running for governor of Missouri? No. Could he? There's YouTube Whoa. videos of the uh, of the Olive Garden no. song. I can't find the lyrics. Uh, don't traumatize me. The service industry. I a pray. First of all, my prayers go out to everyone who, who at some point worked in the service industry or currently work in the service oh, industry. Oh, there is. I'll do you Sweet one. Jesus, I'll do you one you. worse. Um, so worked at a golf course as uh, as mentioned. Tough, tough first job. Yeah, very difficult. <laughs> so much root beer. <laughs> if I if I could go back to any job, oh. it's that job. Oh, man, that's yeah. That's better if than you your could tell me. Job. Hey, your life's just going to be okay. It's not going to be. You're not going to be. Are you cart lovely. guy or pro shop guy? Pro shop guy's got a little more responsibility, but does less physical work. Uh, cart, cart, cart shop guy. Okay, because you be out a little bit. Yeah, you are. You're a bit of a nomad. Yeah, yeah. I can sneak smoke. Not accounted for. Oh, I was picking up trash on the back hole where no one can see you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we were getting high. No, I worked. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a second job, Travis, at a at a CC's Pizza because they hired the people that opened it hired like every athlete. From the general area, it's like nothing but what I thought at the time were hot girls working there. But they, every time you'd bring out a different pizza, they had a different song for each pizza. Oh no! Oh, oh Jesus Christ! I, that's too much. It was so bad. How do you keep track? It was but why would so that be? I'm not singing about ham and pineapple. But that's okay? my thing. But oh, like, even from bad. a business standpoint, like, why would you? Do that. It like, must, what's they the have purpose to have of market it? market research that says it's people. Yeah. That is no, and that is you spent too much damn money on market research. You're for not you to thinking conclude. like an older person. Maybe You're not thinking about a human it. being. Nobody worried about no damn. Give me my damn ham and cheese sandwich <laughs> and my freaking pepperoni pizza. I wonder which chain restaurant does the best birthday song. That's what I would Hooters. Think. Yeah, who what do they do? they do? I mean, the people singing it, you're probably going to enjoy that a little more. Yeah, yeah I remember. Not, not you. They don't look like. I remember my Bernie first visit supporters. to Hooters. I'll tell you about mine. My dad years. made fun of me. My dad still brings it up yeah, today. Yeah, my dad does too. It years like, first. It was after a double header of basketball. 
Okay. Um, SLU played UMass when they had Marcus Camby. You're really going to bring up Marcus Camby this week of all weeks? Uh-huh. He was like a sophomore, though, then. They mm. had someone else. That, uh, and then Marquette played some. It was in St. Louis. They had like a doubleheader for, for something. So my dad took my friend Anthony and I to Hooters afterwards. Mm-hmm. And the, my dad's chatting up the waitress or whatever. And uh, so she's leaning on the table, the lean-in move there. You know, yeah. arms under. Travis, is that trained? Arms under breasts. Is that trained? And so I, so I catch this out of the corner of my eye, and she asked me what I want to drink, and I'm staring at the menu, and I look, do the look over, but I don't. I don't look at. I like. You're still uncomfortable. I did this thing with the eyes, so I look over to make the order. Eyes. <laughs> so I, I obviously. Oh, and did looked, you come back down? No, so you looked, you looked across, you no. looked up to the face, and you came back down? I turned, and then it was like, oh. Like that, oh. yeah, oh, no, moment. Oh, so you opened oh, after I, you saw the boobs in my face. And then boobs I ordered like face. a pink lemonade or something. Oh, sweet yeah, My dad's like, oh, God. No son of mine comes in here and orders pink lemonade. What are you oh. doing ordering pink He didn't say it like that. What are you going to He's like, he's what's like, what's you want you to order a stag? Lemonade? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm nine. So, like, anytime Hooters comes up in conversation, I'm like, hey, remember when you ordered pink lemonade? Dad, I just wanted a lemonade. I ordered a lemonade. I think they had pink lemonade. I don't know what it, I didn't order pink lemonade. I just said lemonade. So that's yours. So the part I remember is that I was an idiot and just looked directly into the sun. That's outstanding. That's pretty great. Mine, I don't know if I was like nine or whatever age I was this height. I had ju- We'd been in St. Louis all day. And you know, remember how the science center, you go in and it tells you how tall you are just standing. It would do like a sonar mm-hmm. radar thing. So I just found out that I broke five foot tall, and I guess it's my first time there, and the waitress came over, something come up, comes up, and <laughs> she was saying how tall she was, and without anything, I <laughs> interrupted, I go, I'm five foot, <laughs> like really loud, <laughs> and she was like, what? I'm whatever height. Come out here. And then did the like measure the head to the back. You're like the kid that goes, I'm this many. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but goodness. I was, but then I was just like shaking because I'm, you know, at boob height or mm-hmm. whatever that was nice. for her. So nice. that still gets brought up and I'm 35. Lair Dog brings that Lair up. Lair Dog brings that up. Oh, this actually is like an origin story of why you love people who are tall. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> This makes sense. I mean, now. she was probably five foot three. You were into this height <laughs> thing right out the gate. I mean, I'm five foot. Look at me. I have tall shoes on. Tall shoes. What is that with you in height? Is that what you call high heels? Uh. <laughs> oh, you got your tall shoes on. Got ankle lifters on. But, oh, by the way, John PB sent me a text this morning. Oh, sweet Jesus. This morning? Yeah. Mm, I'm sure this is delightful. Um. <laughs> This is fucking great. So next to where the soccer stadium will be is Union Station, yeah, where they have a Ferris wheel going in. They're building the aquarium, right? Great for the aquarium economy. Yeah, well, certainly. Son of a bitch. I can't wait to see the numbers on that. Oh, uh, <laughs> you spent six hours making something yesterday. <laughs> I don't respect anything you say ever again. Well, what was that? Was that yesterday? I don't. Know I don't want to unveil any secrets. Is it? You made a logo or something. Oh, oh, I'm adjusting that again. <laughs> I'll talk to Travis after a the A very show. meaningful oh, thing that Gardner spent six hours of his life on yesterday. Go ahead. Sorry, go do ahead. something. 
<laughs> oh yeah, the not drink. Yeah. yeah okay. Um I forget I get to time travel if I have a bad day. <laughs> I'm just here. Yeah. <laughs> In all of it. People don't make it easy. Mm. Um but what would Travis call the aquarium? <laughs> Here's a text exchange with someone. This is not Biebs. This is some what someone sent him as a screen grab. Did you, did you go to the liquid zoo where you can walk inside? You mean aquarium? Yes. It's a fucking aquarium, not a liquid zoo. Oh, fuck. I forgot. So liquid, I like liquid zoo. liquid zoo way better. Yeah. Liquid zoo is way better. So that is now, Travis, that we thought of you would... This was. Uh, In fact, I think they should absolutely take aquarium off the sign of the <laughs> Union Station and put St. Louis Liquid Zoo. So you will now. That sounds cooler. Wouldn't you want to go to a Liquid Zoo? Liquid Zoo, great punk band name. That is a great. Yeah. That's a great band. Like, but I feel like if I'm a kid, I would rather go to the Liquid Zoo than the aquarium. Yeah. It's better marketing. It is absolutely better marketing. Liquid like, Zoo. What's an aquarium. Right. But it's so stupid Liquid and Zoo, funny. And then on on Saturdays, it's sponsored by like Jack Daniels. Pour it in. Let the fish get a little funky. <laughs> I mean, who is well, gonna drunk sharks? That's what we need. But think about it. Who is going to drunk who, shark? Who's what lobby is going to get upset if you call it Liquid Zoo? Sure there isn't a group someone. of. There isn't an organization of people that will get well, together and get, a, get out. Liquid Zoo. Liquid Zoo Three. Travis's favorite VHS porno. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's a liquid zoo in there, man. Oh, oh, that that now I just realized why we will never call it that. Now. No, we have to now. Yeah, liquid I zoo. Agree. Damn, girl, I want to take you back to my liquid zoo. Mm-mm. What Mm-mm. you doing? No, there? hey, baby girl, just come on. No. Stick with the message you originally oh, had, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, boy. Oh, my God. See how that's gonna work. It'll be like a a, a fish house. Mm. Fish house. A fish house. I like liquid zoo still. Liquid zoo is good. That's a good one. Do you think we have time to throw a petition? Mm. Did you mean to say partition? No, throw throw a petition. Partition. Throw a petition. Did you see the newest petition that's sweeping America right now? No. It's the one in New York. It's about a street outside of uh, Trump Tower. Are they going to rename it or something? It's Fifth Avenue. They want to rename it President Barack Obama Avenue. Oh. Over 100,000 people have signed the petition. (laughs) Still you, less than the amount of people that want Joe Rogan to debate. <laughs> or no, moderate the debate. I sent a, a video link of this thing. I don't know if it's any good. There was an old clip of him on Fear Factor, and someone tried to get physical with him. <laughs> on Fear Factor? Because it's a woman. He, he, a woman hit a guy, and he was like, you can't hit people. And then her guy like kind of came at him. I don't know if the he may just shove the guy or something. But man, I I thought about that and I was like, what if Trump got a little lippy? What if he got a little lippy? Started coming towards like I don't think so, dude. That'd be that'd Trump, be a good person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rogan ain't fighting Trump. Why? He because he, he voted for him. Yeah. No, he didn't. Did Jay Z vote for Trump? Jay Z voted for Trump. Rogan did not. No. Take that. No. Take about, that. Oh, I no. can see that. No, no. I. Uh, yeah. He he taught well, unless he's just lying. But Rogan no. said he didn't. Who did he vote for? Rogan voted for Trump. No, I'm not your stupid. girl. No, he didn't. Oh. He did. Believe for a minute. And Jay Z voted for Trump. No, Jay Z voted for Hillary. Definitely. Oh, did I'll he send, say it? Here's what I'll do. Did he say it? Publicly? I'll send a tweet. I believe to Jay Z and say, Hey, Jay Z, bruh, 
Um, my friend, Black to the Future. Oh no, don't do that. Wants to know if you voted for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. How about a poll on We Are Live Radio? Hashtag Black Twitter. How about a poll on at We Are Live Radio? Who? So I'll tag you and also do hashtag Black Twitter in there so they all know that you're asking that question. Darn, I've never done this. I don't want to block you. Can I put out a melee? I don't know why I'm asking you, but do you think it's good? More likely to vote for Trump in 2020. Joe Rogan or Jay-Z? Yeah, do it. Oh, we do have a few melee results from the past couple of days, too, before wow. we get to the Mark Rose interview. Let's run that down, then. Um, got some pretty good polls. I got a poll for you. Here was oh one. As they say in the game, <laughs> basketball <laughs> is the bank always open. <laughs> 51 to 49 Tell me why this is relevant or anything. Yes. Why, yes. why is this a thing? Uh, this was a random conversation we had with... Uh, who do we have it with? The great Adam Bertels. Adam Bertels, yes. Blink there for a second. He was in the other day, and we were talking basketball for a little bit. And basically, it was Bertels was asking Travis how he would react if Adam banked in a shot in a game of pickup basketball and then said to him, Bank is always open. Like, how would he react to a white boy doing that to him? And so we were coming up with scenarios how that would play out. And then I was like, oh, let's make this a poll question because we want to know, is the bank always open if that's what you're going to use? 51% say yes. 49% say no. I guess you could do online banking now. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But then we were like trying to figure out like if Bertles did that to Travis, bank shot and said the bank is always open. And then like acted like he pulled out his debit card, mm-hmm. punching in the numbers. But you know, it's like when you're at the gas station and they ask you, is this total correct? And you have to keep pushing through buttons to mm-hmm. actually get to the point where you have to put in your pen. So it's like two buttons before you even get to that point now. So it was a whole choreographed routine to celebrate that shot. I think Bertles would absolutely do it at a pickup game. What are our other? we have any other? Mel- we had the one from yesterday with the new HBO series, The Righteous Gemstones, premiering this weekend. We ask, which of these four televangelists is your favorite? Joel Osteen, Joyce Meyer, Kenneth Copeland, T.D. Jakes. You see the check mark next to Joyce Meyer because that's who I voted for. Uh, 46% for Joel Osteen. Oh, wow. Joel is the more prominent televangelist now, so that makes a ton of sense. And, of course, he was recently in the media uh, not too long ago for the flooding in Houston and not having his church available Mm -hmm. to the actual community that Mm -hmm. he says he serves. So that makes a ton of sense that he would be at the top. Is Jay-Z on Twitter? Uh, Yes, but he he proclaims he never uses it. What's his handle? S underscore C. That's it? Uh, I think so. What does that mean? Sean Carter. Oh. Well, I think it's S underscore C I think I don't know mm-hmm. like I say he barely tweets if he tweets at all so congratulations to this man Chris you oh my god it's crazy how she looks like that old girl oh shut up she does though like dead like a ringer man <laughs> she it's looks like crazy. a girl I date. she does she's actually cute okay Joel if I wouldn't there. get a really shitty DM I'd pull up a photo and do a yeah, you would get uh, a, side by side. Get a terrible deal. I don't know. We'll but see. yeah, good for Joel Olstein for being the most popular. This guy won. Kenneth oh, Copeland. Kenneth Copeland is just he looks normal. <laughs> Can we find that video again? I don't know if we'll have time today. I know we have a busy rundown today, but I would love to see that video one more time if we're able to get it. I I, I just think that is 
I think that's what I, I think folks are looking forward to seeing this Sunday for the Righteous Gemstones, that type of interaction. Yeah, if you missed see. it yesterday, Tony Cavallaro was on. Uh, unbelievable interview, very fun. But this, the way he talked about it, and if you're a fan of Danny McBride, like this is going to be – going to be a hot one. Early reviews. Early reviews are uh, saying uh, that, and again, I don't want to overhype it because I know that kind of skews everyone's expectations, but the early reviews are that, that HBO uh, has another one, uh, has another one. Everyone's been talking about replacing Game of Thrones. I've been oh, trying to I figure mean, out, and is there, you know, there are some so shows that are on deck for HBO that I think will happily do that, but I think as far as you talk about the Veeps of the world that they're having to replace, and I think Silicon Valley is going to come to an end next mm -hmm. year. I think if you're looking for the next big comedy out of HBO, this will certainly be it. And uh, the early reviews say just that, so I'm excited for the Sunday. But Kenneth Copeland, of course, he did the famous interview with the lady, I think this was a few months back, and he was explaining why he hated riding in airplanes, commercial airlines, and why he needed a private jet because... He didn't want to arrive. He got delivered the message quickly. He didn't want to be in the, the have to wait on those demons inside mm -hmm. those planes. Mm -hmm. and that so. was Lisa Guerrero that Who did she? the interview. Why does that sound familiar? She used to do some sports stuff. Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Wow. She did great. She pressed him. It was and very good. And she had like scripture and quotes ready. Like she was, she fired that bad boy away. Televangelist though, but I can see why it's such a. And I do not mean to be disrespectful to religion when I say this, but it has become a hustle. It is, and I think that's the thing that's... Um. Not, I mean, not become, you're right, Chris. It's always been a hustle to a degree. Um, but now more so than ever, especially with YouTube and people having their own channels, it's just like there are church influencers. Damn, that's a... Man, we, should, we should write a character that's a church influencer and then send it to the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, like an Instagram yeah. church person? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that's that. That's right. She uh she co-hosted the best damn sports That's what show I thought. with Tom Arnold and yes, Michael. She did. Irvin. That was a show. That happened. That that happened. Wow. I don't know. I don't. Would you, Chris, if you had to choose between the two? She guest starred in Frasier. I'll go figure. <laughs> if you had to choose between the two, and Lord said, "Hey, all right, man, you got two routes to oh. go. You can be a leader of a cartel, oh. or you can be a televangelist. Mm. What are you choosing?" Those are the only two options you have in front of you. Probably cartel. I'd be yeah. more comfortable with those people around me. I was going to say cartel because, I mean, both are still going to go to church and <laughs> lie to a bunch of people. Yeah, that's so. so true. <sighs> I think a televangelist would be more fun. I, think, I will say they look like they're having fun because they, they're doing something. They, they're, they know they're getting away with it. It's like robbing a bank without a mask. Like, you're, what are you going to do, arrest me? No, yeah, I ain't going to arrest me. Like, that's the great thing about, I think, televangelists. They can get up there and do and say anything, well, and they can justify God behind it for everything. There's money in religion. That's a good, literally, Creflo Dollar literally sat up here in front of his entire church and said, I need to raise money $40 million for an airplane. And they did! Then they went, Was he the one they wanted to send to the moon? I don't know. He said they, he needed money so that he could or go to the moon or Mars or something? I didn't know. I if think that's was, a thing, that is outstanding. That, but that, see, that's fun. That is fu like it's ignorant and illegal and corrupt and disgusting, but it's fun. They're, they're, you, but you have to know, like when they go home at night, they're like, <laughs> uh, "We got him again. We got him again." Well, the fact that the, and Tom Brown makes the point they're having fun because they're making tons of money and not paying taxes. Yes. That's that's exactly. So they're like, "Look, hey, hey, man, I just you know I went out there." Hey, Half those folks can't even read a Bible. 
I just tell them what's in there. I throw a little ching ching in there. Mm-hmm. Then I make a little millennial reference. Mm-hmm. I do a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Revenue. Bye. Maybe we should turn this show. Maybe we should have like a, a te- more televangelist. A maybe we should theme. do a televangelist the, hour. The, head, the headline I'm looking at right now is from 2015. Creflo Dollar asking for money to go into space. Now, is, is that a real article from a real newspaper? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't know. I do, I do know. I would say maybe that's like kind of an onion piece. I do know he seriously did ask for 30 to $40 million for a private plane. And I don't even know if it was, and, and then I think in Kenneth Copeland's interview, he said he bought his plane from, was it Steve Harvey? And he said, Steve Harvey gave us a great deal on it. It's a very bizarre interview. It is hilarious. Look, Steve Harvey gave me a discount on this trip. You don't understand, Lord. It was, he was so amazing. Suit? But these people are crazy. But it's again, it's to the point we made a week or so ago. I think the, it's not just the person who's doing it; it's the people who follow them that makes it more yeah, interesting. That's a tough part because I get it if that's where you find your strength or whatever. But why, why do you need it from a car salesman? There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's the trouble. That's not an insult to car salesman. No, but I, I think that's the, I, I think that's the fascinating thing about it. It's just you just they're not even, it's not even hidden well. And like to your point, they come off as car salesmen. They look like car salesmen well, sometimes. A caricature of a car salesman. Absolutely. So you're just like, man. Even if, and that's kind of my thing. Even with this particular person, I'm just like, eh, I ain't saying people ain't never like, been liars or corrupt. I've just seen better liars and people who are good at hiding it. He's terrible at it. That's what these televangelists are. You guys are terrible at it, and yet they are making bank. It just it's taking advantage of. Uh... I feel like Rust Cole on season one. <laughs> I see a lot of people that have propensity to poor diets and low IQs. <laughs> you, you, I'll be honest with you. You quote Rust Cole too much for this show. It's, you know, and, and, uh, and, and by the way, that isn't know, a character. That's not an endearing no, character. That's a, that's a character that's been through a lot, Chris. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's crazy that you relate that's, to that character of all characters on say, television. You say no. That's what's in my brain. Oh, oh. See, I'm being honest. Carter, oh. I'm being honest again. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I remember that clip. He looked like he was possessed when talking about the great deal Tyler Perry gave him on the private yeah, Tyler jet. Perry, I think, yeah. I said Steve Harvey, uh, Tyler Bailey. Perry. Uh, and it's from, oh, the, tra- oh. it's from the Weekly I'm World News. Hell, it yeah. has the eighth highest circulation in the whole wide world, says uh, Triangle Assassin. That's crazy. <laughs> Is that a baby alien uh, newspaper? No, he the, he mentioned the circulation, and it made me think of so I buried an axe murder again when the mom showing the woman. What when the mom what showing the National Enquirer to him, and she's explaining how, yeah. this, how big the paper is to yeah. give it credibility. <laughs> <laughs> like how many people it reaches? Right, so right, that right, that right. makes it credible. Then all of a sudden. How that, I got like three so I married an axe murderer. I'm gonna watch that this movie week. this weekend just because of you. Um, sorry, Dad, we're not going out for your birthday. I need to watch. So <laughs> sorry, Larry Dog. What about uh, whatever he goes? <laughs> they run into each other the next day. He's like, I don't know if it's still that funny, but at the time I thought it was hilarious. Where he said, uh, "So how was your date? You know what mm-hmm. happened?" He's like, "Oh." Uh, what did he say? A gentleman doesn't say anything. And yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so I married an axe murderer reference. Yes. Okay. So Gardner did uh, get that. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I went right over my head. Nice one. 
We've got a. Oh, com- I might watch it too. Got a conversation with uh, Mark Rose, formerly Spittlefield, coming up. Um, do we want to chat a little more? You want to throw to that? Let's get after it. Let's get Gardner and Menthol. We'll have Sam Lyons join us on the other side. Quick shout out to the great folks at St. Louis Counseling Services. Oh, Gardner. That's right. Improving lives since 1955. Counseling services for businesses, individuals, organizations. They can help you out if you're looking to employ a, uh, a program for uh, folks in your business or you just need to speak to someone yourself. stlouiscounseling.org online and check out the podcast Mental Health Matters. Right now, we'll throw it to musician and former Spitalfield frontman Mark Rose, one-on-one with yours truly. Mark Rose, good to have you back. Technically back. You were one of our very first guests when we first started doing evening radio, and I am sure that it felt like a favor you were probably doing to our buddy Joey. Uh, we had just gotten going, and we had nothing during it, and you jumped on. I really appreciate that. And now you're here. I'm excited for you, man. You're in St. Louis jumping in, so hey, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. And you know what? It was a favor to Joey, but we had a nice conversation. What? A, that's so kind of you to say that. Yeah, it, it was. So let's not give Joey too much credit. No. He gets a big head quick. Yes. But now you're here and uh, and you've just gotten back from Europe. You've got the show in St. Louis. You're kicking off another tour. Yeah. Man, it, I don't even know where to start. Let's start with Europe. Recently over there. Yeah. How was the experience? Playing, were you solo or was it, same, was it, were you with somebody? Yeah, I was, well, I was in Europe um, performing with my good friend, uh, Bob Nana. And Bob is, you I know, knew that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mercedes and Braid and... Uh, Bob and I went over there together and we did what I consider to be one of the most unique uh, tours I've been a part of, which was we were we were there for we had 14 dates there, 13 cities, and the majority of them were private bookings with people's homes and villas and backyards. And it was all set up through this Italian promoter who found, you know, people who owned you know, Braid and Spitalfield Records and said, hey, do you want to do like a private show with these guys? So it's like I, a dream come true for them. Yeah. And for us, though, because yeah, we've true. never experienced Europe that way. Like I'm yeah. so used to like, you know, the, the van, the bus, the, the, the rock clubs, you know, getting in and out of town so quickly. This was like you're meeting the hosts, you're having dinner, you're performing for their friends and family. And if, if they also know people who are fans, they come too. Right. And then you stay either with them or near them. They like put you up and then you have breakfast in the morning. And it was like, I don't know, man, like I, I really have a whole new perspective on like, you know, what it is to go tour in Europe because I've never done anything like that. <laughs> you're, I was going to say, you're almost not quite 20 years into touring and playing and doing shows. I can't imagine even... It's that's never happened like that before. And then you're kind of maybe uniquely suited for that, being from Illinois, Midwest, and having the personality that you do. Not every musician's capable of that. Like if you're that booker, you have to be real careful yeah. who you send out because sure. they're gonna have some odd conversations, or there yeah. might be some cocaine being done in a bathroom. Like <laughs> I don't know if that's best for places that you would refer to as villas. Oh yes, well. <laughs> I here's the thing. Here's the thing. Coming from that like indie rock DIY scene, growing up playing punk shows, like playing in 
basements and backyards is nothing new to me, but this is totally different though, because yeah. it's not it's not just piling in a bunch of people in a loud basement with uh, someone collecting a three dollar cover. You know what I mean? Right, right. This right. is like people's like welcome, you know, welcome to our home. Yeah, you know, and it's like. <laughs> Very different. Very intimate, yeah. Yeah. No, and then was there, everybody spoke English, I assume. For the most part, there yeah. was very, I mean, honestly, I'm very impressed that so many people in Europe speak English um, as their second language very, very well. Yeah. And then also they understand it pretty well. There was, you know, certain parts in Germany where I felt like some of our jokes or humor when Bob and I are talking, like, right. wasn't really flying. Like, they weren't really picking up what we were putting down. But generally <laughs> speaking, they understood, you know, no, no pun intended on that, generally speaking. But yeah. you get it. I I totally do, and I think about it. Um, I have a buddy he actually lives up in Chicago now. Friends, uh, his name's Nathan. You've probably ran into him before. Uh, <laughs> he's friends with Joey. Also, he works for a German automation company. Okay. And just the cold looks he'll get back sometimes when he's working with these people. They're yeah. So literal. Yeah. At times that that could be a little bit of an issue. <laughs> yep. Yep. But honestly, like you know, what we do when when I perform with Bob um, in this fashion, and this is also what I'm doing on this current tour with yeah. with Ryan Dunson tonight in St. Louis, um, we we alternate songs back and forth, so people kind of get to know both of us, and then we of course interact with each other and right. kind of occasionally back each other up with some harmonies or some you know guitar and stuff. And I I feel like it lets people get to know both of us, and if they're there to see Bob, now they know me. If they're there to see me, now they know Bob. And some people know both of us, but. Um, I, I like that. I think that's a really cool way to approach being a solo singer-songwriter on the road because, right. you know, it can be challenging at times to not have the camaraderie and the, the volume with the full band to back you up if you're playing, you know, at a venue that's kind of loud or a bar or something like that. True, yeah. So it, it kind of gets people's attention a little bit more. No, that totally makes sense. In, in regards to touring now, I guess, more stripped down, and you've been a solo artist for... Mm -hmm. A little while now. Yeah, quite a while. Is it, is it more, I mean, literally, like, the percentages are different, but is it more rewarding <laughs> also, on the other hand, to be out alone? I mean, you're striking on your own. I mean, the end goal, I guess, maybe you'd have a backing band if you're yeah. back playing huge venues sure. and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I, there has to be something a little bit freeing of being able to just, got my guitar, let's do this. Yeah, well, I think what I like about it the most is having to be totally accountable to myself for my performance sure. and and to really have the freedom to try things uh you know and, and to to really kind of read the room because mm -hmm. when you do have a full group you know they're rehearsed a certain way with you a certain way and right. it takes a long time to get a band to a point where they can do those things cohesively together um and i'm talking about like changing things on the fly or you know I don't know, like dialing things in differently based on where you are. Right. So it's like, I, you know, I, I love having a backing band for what you mentioned, some of the bigger opportunities, like, sure. you know, street festivals or um, colleges or something where there's, uh, you know, more, more budget, more lights, more sound, more people. Like, yeah, definitely having a band helps. But when you play smaller venues, I mean, I'm really into just doing what I'm doing right now. No, that's, that's fantastic. As far as, I guess, your time in, I was trying to think about that. When you guys signed, how old were you when you signed? Uh, was it to I victory? Mean, um, yeah, we, I, well, I was nineteen when <laughs> I was nineteen. Yeah, that's so freaky to think about now. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then going out on tour. Uh, I mean, is your behavior quite a bit different? I, well, I'll tell you what. Then? I I currently don't trust nineteen-year-olds. <laughs> So right. when I was a 19-year-old, I'm assuming people did not trust me. Horrific. <laughs> what do you think about the things that could happen? I was trying to think, what was the first major 
Um, did you guys do Warp Tour fairly quick once you were not you not were, right away? But okay. the um, what it was, we started when when I was sophomore in high school, so it was '98. So I mean, we we had been a band for a number of years locally and right. regionally before we signed our first like you know contract with with publishing and, and actual distribution. Yeah. Um, and right out the gate, we, we partnered up with Fall Out Boy, and they were in the same position, though. <laughs> That's the thing. They yeah. also had just signed a deal and had just released an album that was their first like bigger studio production. So we went out together, and we did a, uh, a full U.S. tour. It was like six weeks long. And it, it so was in 2002? Uh, was three. Before? 2003, yeah. So that is literally why, probably why you're sitting here right now, because of the... <laughs> To this day, the famous Barbarino show ah, with yes. Fall Out Boy, Under Oath, and Silverstein. Yeah, you know and what? You guys, those are literally three different Barbarino shows, all oh. from within like six months. Okay, that's not a joke, <laughs> because you're combining the, the memories. Because okay. Barbarinos, God bless Barbarino. Bob, rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah, that's right. Barbarino. That New York slice, baby. My God. Yeah. But that back patio, like, <laughs> think about the artists that have performed on that patio. It's pretty wild. It really actually is. Like, and there are folks from Farmington that still, you know, reach out to me to say, like, hey, sure. how are you? And, you know, and like, hey, we listen to some new music or we're hoping to come see you in St. Louis. Like, you know, I, I think those are lifelong connections as far it, as I'm concerned. It is. And it's a memory, especially when you catch people at a certain age, because we all have those bands, movies, whatever, that you lock in and it's going to be real important, burned in your head yep. for the rest of your life, right? Yep. Like it's, it's, it's wild to think of that and that you are that for some people. So you've kept connections with people from Spitalfield days as far as solo act, solo music, where, I mean, the music industry is much, much different now. Oh yeah. And in regards to how artists are paid, sure. what touring means, if you sign, if you sign, and obviously you would correct me here, uh, I believe if you sign a full-on deal, they start dipping into merch. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe you own the music. Uh, tell me. Yeah. It's like so bigger. The way I understood it, or I was I read something recently where it's like they are up in your business on everything now because there's not as much physical stuff for them to sell. That's right. And then the streaming thing. Man, when you find out who owns Spotify and oh, then how, yeah, well, how they pay that out. <laughs> I don't mean to. No, it's man, just, it's interesting. I, I'll tell you what, it's because you got big whenever you got big when or, or going into when CDs reached peak twenty two dollars at Best Buy or when it got ridiculous with CDs yeah. where they just got super crazy. You're right. To now streaming and and everything else. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's pretty much what you said. The the uh, landscape of the industry has changed so dramatically that you know the record sale is dead mm -hmm. and because of that record labels have to figure out how to stay not only relevant because everyone can self-distribute to the biggest right. platforms on the planet yeah right? you get a booking agent and then you just do well, it all yourself right, right. right. Yeah. so their version of, of doing that is is figuring out ways and it's you know this term was was something that did start to get popular in the mid late 2000s but now it means more than ever and it's called 360 deal and, and that yeah. describes it is all encompassing it involves your your touring your merchandising your licensing your you know everything but um, is that still the is still is that still the goal well i i think you have to be a certain type of artist for that to even be attractive pop, to a label right yeah yeah i mean, has, and, I mean and when i say pop i'm not even talking like you play pop music, right? But pop, not, yeah, I mean, we're talking like, top forty, like, yeah, yeah. And and I, I mean, I get it. I, that, what's funny though is that a lot of people who, um, you know, when they think about 
like big labels and big artists and you know all this money and all this you know the reality is that there's there's full scale teams behind these artists and we're talking about people's livelihoods being on the line their you know their jobs their salaries whatever so what happens is these bigger labels take less risks than they used to correct and now they're looking for proven proven you know fame and proven commodities and things they know they can proven develop algorithms they just throw the body yeah, into well, right i mean for better or for worse they they figured out like this is what they need right yeah. and and i think that like what i miss was the idea that like an up and coming A&R agent could see a band and really be like i have a vision for this band i really think we should sign them and here's why and really work with a band mm -hmm. to like develop them and get them out on those smaller tours and get them into the studio and, and develop their sound and watch them nowadays it's more like whoa this thing is popping off independently on youtube or on spotify we got to get in there let's reel it in yeah and and you know again for better or for worse there's more music than ever because it's free you know and Right, and, and there is that thing, too, I, and maybe, again, too, I couldn't tell you anything about the, maybe some, but I don't feel like I know anything of what's the version of your scene now. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to say it anymore. The alternative press days or, like, right, the, yeah. the Warp Tour day. Like, I don't know, because of my age or whatever, but I pay attention because I've seen all these Americana slash, I guess you call Sturgill Simpson and mm -hmm. Jason Isbell and... Uh, Brandy Carlisle country even, but it, I watched them kind of rise up and they're doing the screw Nashville thing and they've risen to certain levels. Maybe that's a genre rising up. Maybe there's yeah. just a crop of five or six people that are just crushing it. And I happen to notice it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Where it's just yeah. like, wow, this is that it's the Twitter thing where you're like, did you see all this crazy stuff on Twitter? And then the two guys next to you are like, I know what, what's happening. There's like a whole world happening that yeah. you don't even, that you're focused on. But yeah. I wonder if that's, if that's genre specific. It or? is to a certain extent. I think mm -hmm. that, um, you know, the, the scene and the, uh, genre that, you know, that my band was, you know, the cloth we were cut from, the what's happening now is that next wave of of bands does exist and those bands are the ones that kind of loved and, and were influenced by the era that i was a part of mm -hmm. whereas we had been influenced by the stuff just before that and that's how it works in music of course sure but but our our genre and our industry uh within that genre is so specific to like particular promoters and and markets and, and eras where when I think what happened was as things shifted digital and as people that were DIY uh, promoters and record labels started to grow out of those roles, there wasn't anybody to take that torch because they didn't understand it the way those people had. Good so point. It was slightly more old school a long time ago, of course, and then it was like less and less old school as it went for how stuff was being booked and how stuff was being promoted. So it took some time. I think it had to die. Right. And then somebody, you know, kind of picked it back up and was like, you know, there's a whole bunch of new bands that love this sound that are ready for this and they're mm -hmm. doing it again. But you and I just don't really have our ear to the ground on who they are exactly. Right. There's a lot of the names <laughs> that I've picked up and I'm, that's, it's like, cool. But I mean, it's not, it's not meant for me. It Correct. is not to say that I wouldn't enjoy it. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. Like I feel that way about any genre. You absolutely. Know? No, absolutely. I mean, you could say that about stuff I never listened to period. It's just, it's interesting just from a personal standpoint, yeah. right? To yeah. just kind of pay attention to that, know it, not know it, however you want to look at it. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a few things that were happening uh, from that era that would maybe be surprising now. Is there anybody from that era that you just never thought, 
are that not even negative way that you're just dumbfounded at their long-term success or the fact that even on the other side is there a band or an artist that you thought well these guys are going to be around for 20 years both maybe <laughs> both i mean both of them i don't well, know I'll, I'll answer the first question yeah. uh and that is i i um, i'm very floored and very happy for brendan with panic at the disco because i i i thought well i've always thought um I always thought that Brendan Urie was very talented, and I thought that the guys in his band were talented, and I and I knew some of those folks. But when that wave kind of initially ended and it kind of went away, I kind of thought that was the end of that. And instead, it came back not only roaring, but it's huge. Yeah. And and now it's a full-on theatrical like arena show. And I and, and that, <laughs> I think and, I saw that. I was like, wait, who? That's right. Yeah, but yeah. But, but like, yeah, Brendan's like getting suspended in the air, and he's yeah. like, you know, playing piano, and it's it's stadiums with lighters up and stuff. And the thing is, he is is worth every penny of what people are paying for him because he is a star. Like, sure, he is. And the other guys in his bands were, were, you know, they were very talented too. But I, if you would had asked, if you had asked me in like yeah. two thousand you know six seven or eight you know is panic around forever number one i probably would have thought no i thought it just would have run its course like a lot of everything popular bands from that era but not only are they back they're bigger than ever and it's it's wild yeah it's, i mean good good for him slash them but like it's wild no it, it definitely has to be where do you want to take um say it's five years ten years yeah two years where do you want to take your career yeah well what i really want to do now that i'm like you know in my mid-30s i'm thinking singing like singer songwriter is is what i call myself yeah i want to write the best songs i've ever written you know what i mean like Absolutely. that's what i want to do and i want to figure out one for me my path towards continuing to have those opportunities like to release music under my own name, to still perform on stage because I still love it. But I want to do that in tandem with also writing and working for other artists that I find to be very, very, you know, talented or intriguing. Like, I want to have a voice that isn't mine, a beautiful voice that, like, you know, I hear. I would love to hear them do something I write, you know? Yeah, so I want absolutely. That. I want that for myself, too. And I also plan to, this coming year, release some new music under uh you know under a moniker under a band name that is going to sound different than what my solo stuff is and the reason i want to do that is because i haven't started a band since middlefield broke up i've had some fun side things yeah. here and there but I've, I've never started a band and i'm probably still not going to but by doing something that is collaborative with someone else and you know i feel like that's part of me that i i really want to I want to explore again and I don't I know that because my name is directly tied to my band and to my history I want to embrace that I want to embrace the combination of you know nostalgia meets you know still creating music sure. meets making new fans that learn about my history and then having people from my past reemerge to hear what I do now I need to embrace that and, and learn to love that that's awesome so that's what I'm trying to do it's a know? good place to be though I mean yeah, the, the fact tricky. that you can even kind of look <laughs> you can look on on at that and be like okay this goes here <laughs> this goes here yeah yeah while you're still also doing that man I want to have you play a song I've got some just like random stuff touring from the beginning to now mm -hmm. 
you don't even have to name them. I just I always think of this one time. Obviously, we're in St. Louis. Um, <laughs> story of the year had a story like they kind of got stomped by the dis- disturbed or their crew. Did you ever have anyone? And then I had somebody else tell me that another huge band that their singers since passed away did some really messed up stuff to them. Did you ever have anybody big brother you like extremely on the road? <laughs> and again. I felt like the Jimmy Worlds of the world and stuff were the guys you guys would look up to and maybe cross paths with. Maybe your genre didn't make for that, but did you ever play any kind of festivals with like a new metal band that was not the best, or did anybody just big time you that you still think about today? You know, I I feel like I, I'm I'm chock full of like hilarious tour stories and like moments and stuff like that. I don't really think of it so much as there being a particular band that kind of you know full on you know took advantage of us or made us to feel like sure. like that we didn't belong there i didn't i didn't really have that so much there's definitely tours that just you know take time to either develop like where you everyone's kind of ice cold to each other for a while and you hope that it warms up but like it <laughs> and looking some, back now you think like we were idiot kids also right, whereas yeah. like if you were adults you'd be much more pleasant to each other maybe <laughs> i don't know i okay so i want to give um, one example of, of a very specific thing that, that crushed me, uh, <laughs> and that is... Let's put you in a good mood before you show. That's yeah. right. No, um, one, uh, there's a band that I love uh, that, uh, you know, they're called Caven. Okay? Uh-huh. Caven, uh, fantastic. And I, and I loved them when I was really young, and then they put out a whole bunch of different records and they had different, you know, sounds and eras. And Caven had released like their major label debut like this is in 2004 i believe and or maybe it came out in 03 and they were touring in 04 and uh spittlefield got to open um a couple shows for caven uh one of which was in chicago at the metro you know historic yeah, venue and big deal you know yeah we're, we're very excited we love the metro we'd love playing there previously now we get to open for caven who we love so here's what happened um, I'm very excited about this show, and you know, within my touring days with Spitalfield, I did a lot of like the you know business stuff, you know, for the band. So I was I was in the merchandise area, and um, they had this awesome zip up hoodie, this Caven zip up, and I was so excited about you know opening this show. Now at this time, you know, Spitalfield did have out our album on Victory. We we were touring. We did have a lot of people coming to see us that night. We were a very solid support act for this bill. Yeah, and you know, uh, their merchandise person, you know, setting up, you know, their stuff and we're set up next to them. And I was like, Hey, like, I really want to buy one of those zip up hoodies from you in case you run out of them. Um, and the person's like, sure. And I'm like, cool. And I was like, certainly not expecting some kind of like trade or discount because number one, Kevin doesn't know us. And number two, this merch person certainly doesn't know us. So we're not on that friendly level and I want to support them. So I was like, right on. So I paid for this hoodie. Well, you know, whatever it was in 2004, 30 bucks or something. Sure. And, and I was, I I mean, I love that hoodie. Um, and the next night I was confronted where this, uh, merchandise person said, Hey, we did our, um, we did our count in, um, for our merchandise from last night, and we are one zip-up short. Did somebody from your band take a hoodie? And I was like, I bought one from you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the, and, I'm wearing it now. Well, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't at that exact <laughs> yeah, yeah. moment. But I was like, I, I no. Like, no. number one, now, now I feel, like, bad because I'm like, wait a minute. Are you, like, are you, are you thinking truly that somebody from the support act <laughs> – 
like lifted so one. not to mention i had bought it and i'm a big fan yeah and i wore that zip up in our next press photo like i still wore it you know like right because I, I still love caven of course and, and this didn't reflect upon caven no, no, no and it doesn't even really reflect upon that person as much as it like crushed me that i got accused of it and that also that person didn't remember that i was just working with them like you yeah. know and i bought it with my own money like that's the thing yeah and that and again too just to be in a vulnerable spot where you're like you're kind of feeling like you made it and then just knocks back <laughs> down with one hoodie thief great a, a great position. word with saying vulnerable though because i think that is truly the emotion of when you get to open for a band you look up to because number one you don't know if they're watching you play number two if they are what are they thinking right and you if you love that band and if that band means something to you you are in your own head about like they probably hate us you know or <laughs> right or or yeah. like or you see them like watching you for a minute and walk away and you're like they're walking away but it's like that's, that's just that's anything nothing been, to do with you yeah, anything yeah. could have been happening right you know what I mean? it, you're just one more stop on a tour that's probably been going on for three years that's or right that's right, right. It's, a, it's crazy how that affects you uh do you have time to do a song uh sure I'll, yeah, yeah i'd love to do let's one. grab it grab let's your guitar it. we'll do it man this is awesome all right let's go because we're talking about you know that kind of that trajectory and that <laughs> that like career arc i'm going to do um an old Spitalfield song because I'm playing a handful of them on this tour. That's really exciting, man. And and to again, we've it's been a weird thing because got to meet you on the way up, saw the rise, and then you're now solo, and we're both in our mid 30s. Special, man. So thank you for coming in, dude. I appreciate it. Hey, you got it. Thanks for having me back, and this time in person. Hello. How Very good point. Here we go. Uh, this song is called "Those Days You Felt Alive." Now go, take a walk inside your head So that I can see your thoughts I'll try not to hold back What I'm thinking when you smile for your blue skies For those times you felt alive Breathe in and softly release it I won't let you go Change it, 
I didn't want to, I had to keep my mouth shut from singing along and then the voice, the uh, mic's picking it up. So I almost hit the, uh, then you, you should have, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe next time we'll we could have rehearsed it. We could have worked on that a little more. Mark, thank you so much, hey, man. You're welcome. What thank a you. treat. At, uh, and again, see the tour. I don't know how much we're, we're heard outside of the area. But again, check out Mark. What's the best way to find any upcoming dates? Yeah. Uh, website I, and Twitter I really, and all that. I think at this this point, it's Facebook's the best. I mean, just yeah. go to Mark Rose Music on Facebook. Um, Perfect. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram is Mr. Mark D. Rose. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always posting, so everything's there. Love it. Man, keep up the great work. I really Thanks, appreciate Chris. it. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live. Welcome back to the show. It's We Are Live. Thanks for tuning in and checking out that uh, conversation I had with Mark Rose, formerly of Spitalfield. Right now, Sam Lyons joins in studio. Oh, hey, hey, hey. That's... Monster Sam. What's up, dude? Well, that's not do that again. Trying to <laughs> coin a nickname for Trying yourself? Trying to get the brand yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. name. Have you seen <laughs> the... Did you ride your three-wheeler here? Like, I did. I work? did. I okay. did. I, I was, was, you borrowed it last week, so I had to go buy and pick it up from Thanks, you first. Man. Yeah. Have cool. you guys seen the video, the Monster Energy video of the woman at this convention explaining how Monster it's the, the, is the... It's the devil. It's the, the devil. The, 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 three, the M makes the three signs of right. the, the Hebrew six, and so it's the sign of, come take me away, Satan, if it means I get... An ice cold monster every day. <laughs> I open my sense. body to the dark lord. What, yes. what, what a day. Yeah. What a day. certainly is. Uh, Sam's here. We'll play some recasting call. Yeah. Uh, also, while we're at it, big thanks to uh, Gaslight and uh, Jay Smug's Gastro Pit for hosting us last night. Very funny night. Uh, Yale Hollander initially put that together with Wendy Starling coming in from New York. Yale How was on the bill. Was she? she was very funny. Ron Finger, happy birthday, Ron. It was his birthday. Performing on your birthday. Thoughts? Uh, if stage time is stage time. Built-in laughs, yeah. right? Get oh, a, yeah, for people sure. are going to be a little nicer, right? Get, get your mom out there, get a couple of drinks. She'll, she'll love it. Yeah. That's right. No, that's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed him out of my uterus 30 years. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, is that how uh, Angel Smith, delight. Did you? You had a great I time. Enjoy, I love Angela. Just you. I'm not just, everybody. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Angela. We are. I no, thanks, Angela. everybody. We had full house again last night on about a day's notice. So Excellent. thank you. And uh, and we'll work on uh, those comedy announcements. And shut the hell up at the bar. There were four people that were not our people. Shut up. They were kind of making my nose twitch in my mouth. Uh, me, make me lick my, lick my teeth. Here's did my you, thing. Did you do I one think... of these, too? 
Yeah, he did. He did. There just was a because it was, they were to that point where it was like, I did the, uh, here's my move. Here's my move. And Sam, you've been to a million shows. I think at Southtown, it was a year plus of shows. This works. And I physically removed no one from that series ever. Talk to people, but either way. Uh, this is what I do. Oh, yeah. If you do that, so if you're listening at home, I just I make kind of a dumb, stupid face, and I take it down, take it down. Mm-hmm. And then you point to the stage. It's okay. You have fun. Drink your drinks. Have fun. Just hey, hey. And it works. And I pulled that a few times, and then nothing. Travis and his friend are getting pissed. <laughs> they oh, were enjoying the show. Well, not only was I enjoying the show, but we had a, an amazing comedian come all the way down from my hometown of New York. Shut and, up. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> You still carry your subway pass in your wallet? What the fuck? How are you, motherfucker? You motherfucker. I'm glad you asked. I am not glad he asked. I am very happy that you asked. (laughs) I do walk around with my Metro card. Which you can get when you go to New York. That looks like a YooHoo punch card. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that sounds delightful. That does yeah. sound very good. I yeah, love you. We have a new yeah. business idea. <laughs> but no, you have somebody that travels and you look. As a comedian, it's hard enough to get in front of a room. It's another thing where you've been on a road. You bring out your friends. You at least want 15, 20 minutes of just, it doesn't have to be complete silence, but can you please not have your conversation overtake whisper. the set? That's all a light it's whisper. And I don't understand why human beings can't just again for 15, 20 minutes shut the fuck up. Oh, I don't wow. know why that's so difficult for it's this a, country sometimes. Everybody just needs to sit down and shut the fuck up some days. It's a different Your conversation at the bar, I don't need to hear it across the room. I'm going to play this back the next time I'm at the Esquire in the middle of a movie. Damn, that's well played. <laughs> I was, yeah. Can't even be mad about that one. That's I was, not bad. But no, that's the only thing. Sure. And I think, <laughs> yeah, you're really Son of a bitch. painted yourself into a corner. <laughs> Every there, time you, you mention the Esquire, I think of my, my lawyer, who's white, <laughs> going to see Blue Streak there on opening Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> and the story that oh that my. ensued. Oh. He asked for it. He asked <laughs> for it. Did that. You, go, you go to opening night on anything, but because you go to opening night, Blue Streak, and the Esquire. Can you imagine the outfit. You're the literally outfits? walking into a black family reunion. <laughs> you, you can't be mad at anything. The movie went out part way through, like thirty uh, minutes no. through, oh, oh, and it wasn't. Oh, and the guy behind him jokingly was having fun with him and just started kill Waddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you're cool, man." <laughs> he's like, "I'm like, where do you get out of here?" See, now that joke works only if. There's a one white guy and a bunch of black people. <laughs> if that joke is flipped and there's yeah. a bunch of white guys and one black person, it's surprisingly I, not as funny. FBI's <laughs> getting called for sure. Yeah. FBI's getting called. I, I definitely saw uh, the Heath Ledger Joker Batman there opening weekend. I was in town visiting or something. Oh, God. That's how you know that movie was uh, impactful. Not a word. Spoken. Shut up. Jeez. And I was oh in the minority. I was in the minority. I saw, I saw Get Out opening weekend at the Moolah. Uh, not a silent Ooh. crowd at all. <laughs> not uh, a silent crowd. No, they have opinions and thoughts and like <laughs> at all. That uh, no. the applause break when his uh, TSA buddy shows up at the end. <laughs> oh man! I will tell yeah. you that moment in that movie. I went to great, uh, great moment. Th- it it was yeah. That was ultimate like white guilt reaction. Oh Because yeah. when it looks like Allison Williams' character was going to win in the end, you can even hear white people go. Shoot, they got a oh boy. They even knew it was like, oh, here comes the law, here comes the white woman, she's on the ground. Uh, this isn't good for Tyrone. Is well, that his name in the movie? I wasn't paying attention. Might as well be. Uh, you know, there's an alternate ending to the movie where it is actually a cop yes. that shows up, and the final scene is Rel talking to him through, like, in like a visitation room in yeah. prison. 
because now he's in prison. Uh, yeah. Did I bring? Did I bring it all the way down, or just yeah. part? I was no, to bring it no, all, no. Fuck. Jordan Peele actually said that. He said yeah. they did it in a screening, and it brought the entire room down. So yes, what's I can. What's the uh, What's the movie John Krasinski where it's all quiet? Quiet, quiet place. place. Quiet place. Yeah, I said the word. There, there you go. Mm-hmm. I got there. Would you just tell us to shut I'd up? I'd like to see <laughs> Quiet Place at the Esquire. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh that'll be right. Bitch, talk! Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what you said, bitch. Why don't you talk? <laughs> just, I don't know why this whole thing said nothing. Can you tell, imagine the tell tension? Tell Jim Halpert to knock it off. But here's the funny thing about that. Imagine the, the tension in that theater. And not only that, here's the funny thing. So I, I've been reading up that they're going to obviously do a sequel. And there's... um. There's a couple of black actors they're currently casting, and I'm like, you ain't putting black people in a Quiet Place sequel. That is, that ain't gonna work. I, I, that's probably the only end of the world movie where I understand why blacks didn't make it, because we, we, we got shit to say. Mm. And we, uh, Chris, I don't know if you knew this. Mm. We can be loud. Mm. We've been known uh, a time or two to project our words to be uh, to, to amplify our voice. Yes, yes. Why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. I'm not this to... is how I talk. <laughs> this is my church voice. What do you want? <laughs> this is how the Reverend talks. This is how I'm gonna talk. Is football still fun? <laughs> <laughs> here's a question. But we did have that situation last night, and none of the comedians commented on it. But and I didn't anticipate them doing so. But how do you handle a situation like that when there is and it is a bar so no one's so no it's one's, on me it's on me no to it's take not care on anybody no, no, no here's why it's not because, on you because well, you're a fucking adult no. you know when your voice is projecting like right now yeah. I know right now everyone on the third bunch floor bunch of Conor McGregor's in that bar me. last night bunch no, of amateurs yeah, that's what, exactly that's what it comes back to I'm fine with I just think there should be a, like it's been a common courtesy. Like, oh, yeah, we're at this bar drinking. Oh, there's clearly, like, a performance going yes. on. Hey, let's keep it down or let's get the fuck. It's a different yes. crowd on the hill, there man. I don't know guy. what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it is. That's what, was the, were they on their way to bocce balls? I don't know, but they, just, they, they were people who had stumbled. They looked like just people who had just stumbled into there a were bar. Some random people. They were just random. They weren't even so, hill people. So yep. we got to say 96% of the people there were awesome. Yes, so it was great. They were. Sure, so, sure. So there's hill that. people. They're probably... It's like, like a bridge, <laughs> yeah. bridge folk. <laughs> bridge folk and heal people. My apologies. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, real quick, gateway powder coating. Huh? What? what gateway about powder it? coating. What about them? Well, you Number tell one you what, resource Chris, for powder are, coating they in the are. Midwest. They're fast, durable, and affordable. Oh, I'll wow. tell you what. Oh, my goodness. That's what the ladies say about me. So I'm <laughs> always down so. for it. Okay. Gateway powder coating. Uh, Trav, you have some rims that need touched up? Man, I got <laughs> other items a... I own besides rims, but yes, I do need okay, them. Okay, great. Up. You got a smoker, barbecue pit, anything that needs touched up. What you call them? How about say, oh, that's they naming all black shit right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> these are metal things. <laughs> you you got to get ready for the family reunion in Forest Park. <laughs> and it's coming up. Do you have a gold chain that needs touched up? <laughs> do you have? Oh, no. Say, don't laugh at that. Okay. Let's not laugh at uh, Can say... I laugh? Partner, you can. Okay. Uh, even if you need high temperatures. Sam, let's just stare at Chris as he reaches. Uh, check well. out the gallery page on the website. Gateway Powder Coating, <laughs> again, number one custom powder coating resource in the St. Louis area. Can handle just about any size parts in their curing oven. Powder coating is more affordable <laughs> and longer than paint. Let your imagination run wild. If it's metal, they'll coat it. That's right. Gateway Powder Coating here to bring your metal back to life from industrial to custom. Drop them a line. Gatewaypowdercoat.com. Say hello to Mark and the fellas. Uh, we've got recasting Gateway call. Gateway Powder Coating, yeah. We've also got Make It Racist. Gardner, Ooh, where, well, what path shall we take? Let's start with recasting call. Okay, hit the open. It's time to recast. The call. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Oh wow! Oh wow! Man, oh, wow. <laughs> all right, I need a minute here because Garner oh, wow. texted me yesterday. Said, "Hey, we're gonna do 
National Treasure. I said, dope. And then I said, I haven't seen National Treasure in like 10 years. Let me watch it again. What a movie. Yeah. What a, what a, it's a good movie. It's fun. It's a, it's a it is movie. fun. It's a fun movie. It's not complicated. It's fun. It made a lot, like when you're a kid, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, he's got to steal the National, the, the Declaration of Independence in order to save it. But as an adult, he says he's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Why? It's not like... If we lose the Declaration of Independence, England doesn't own us again. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, is it really worth? I don't worth know. You need to check the paperwork. <laughs> for that. It was. It is. It is a real. It's. I don't. Nicholas Cage is the greatest enigma, I think, in entertainment history. Have you read the Q and A with him recently? I have. I saw what he. Mm-hmm. And I forget that he's Coppola is his uncle. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, the guy who directed National Treasure: Colon Book of Secrets. So that's the second one. Yes. John, is it Turtle Tob? Yeah, Turtle Tob. They went to high school together. That's dope. Him and Nick Cage. Nick Cage. But Nick Cage's career, like, I think Nick Cage's career is going to be a movie. Because Nick Cage has had the most, I don't know if there's any He can't be touched. Like, he cannot. Like, even when Nick Cage is in debt, he's still Nick. He's still, and now because he's He's in debt. He's got a plot. And I think it's St. Louis Cemetery in New Orleans. Yeah, he does. With the uh, with an obelisk or something or a pyramid for him when he dies. Are That's you where serious? He's be, yes, it's already built. It's already there. Nick Cage needs. From, not, it's like from National Treasure. Like a part of me, like I think he's Nick, been searching for the Holy Grail. It's I, that like, I think I know Nick Cage is doing a lot of these movies because he does owe the IRS a ton of money. But I think he would be wise to start doing television now. Like I would love to see a show just centered around. It doesn't even have to be. A plot. It can be like a, a dramatic version of Seinfeld, but in using Nicolas Cage. It's a show okay. about nothing surrounded about surra- surrounded about uh, Nicolas so Cage. You could Seinfeld, write it. Could, you say? Could you do a National Treasure television show? Yeah, absolutely. You could. No doubt. They, they, did, did, a Lan- they did an Atlanta show. They could absolutely do a National Treasure show. Now, I think maybe that's the play. Now, here's the thing. The, the great thing about National Treasure, because you have been wanting. Let me play this open again. Right okay. Right. I just play he was it. very excited about it. Join us over. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Imagine being the screenwriter writing that line. <laughs> like, that's the line. Like, they, you're the screen- They kind of chuckle to themselves. They had to, like. Yeah. But then they call back to it kind of in the second one. When he hey, goes, remember when I stole the Declaration of Independence? He goes, uh, I'm going to kidnap the President of the United States. And so it's kind of a call back to that. It's part. So you have that line, and every other. When the third one comes out. It's going to get fucking made. Hmm. It is. It's still listed as in production on IMDb. And not only that, I think now with the rollout of Disney Plus, which is set to debut in November, there is talk that it could end up on that platform. So we're we're likely to get a National Treasure three in one, oh boy. in one way, shape, or form. It's fantastic, and and that's great because I want more Nick Cage. So Starring Nick Cage, Kevin Hart. Shut up. <laughs> actually, no. Actually, I'll I'll allow that. I would I'm not gonna that. lie. I've, I've seen. I've, there have been some quirky mashups with Kevin Hart and the Will Ferrells and Kevin Hart and the Rock. But movies? Kevin Hart and Nick Cage may be the movie we need. It's that is the that's they the deserve. Tim McGraw and Nelly of movies. Oh wow. Kevin Hart and Nick Cage over and over again. Mm-hmm. They could just make that song. Mm-hmm. I like this. Get Monique in that movie. There, Monique. There Get we Monique. go. <laughs> Kevin Hart, Lunell, our guest at ten thirty. Yeah, oh, no, man, he imagine Lunell doing a scene with in? Nick Cage. Right, 
She was hanging out with Eddie Murphy a month ago. Now us. <laughs> oh boy. Very exciting. Yeah. So right, we're so gonna recast National Treasure right. with brand mascots. Now, will you turn your camera off so people don't see you furiously masturbating while they're doing this? Oh sweet Jesus! I was gonna ask if he could just turn off our cameras and just make his the main. <laughs> okay. Uh, Screen. Give the people what they want. Just the day me. later birthday boy uh, Ron Finger. Uh, this is the Tommy is black now episode. <laughs> uh, I and like then it. Ron I like says Paul Blart steals the Magna Carta. <laughs> <laughs> Millennials ruined Nick Cage. There you go, Ron. That there was it for is. you. Uh, so what do we got for recast? So today call? for the recasting call, uh, in place of the current cast of National Treasure, uh, they will be replaced by brand mascots. Mm. We're talking about you know Pillsbury Doughboy. We're talking about Tony the Tiger. We're talking about those likes are going to replace the cast of National Treasure. So where do we want to start first, Mr. Gardner? Why don't we start with the father? John Voight. Yeah. John Voight plays Patrick Gates. Patrick Gates, the great Patrick Gates. What brand ambassador would play a good John Voight? Man, John Voight is a brand he in is himself. A, he's a brand ambassador. Uh, so, so Patrick Gates is he's like he's bitter. He, he's he's yes. had a rough life. You know, he he grew up in this enchantment of this long history of his family being in the Masons right. and the Templar. Uh, and, 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 and then this really serious. Though. I take this, ba- I take national treasure <laughs> yeah. very fucking serious. I had the computer That's why your gardener's ace in the hole. There we go, baby. Right. Uh, God bless. But he, but he's, he's dis, he's disenchanted by it now. Right. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's, he's on the dark side. He's, uh, shit. I thought that was going to lead somewhere. I was trying to buy for time. That's uh, fine. <laughs> I can help if you go want. Ahead. I'll jump in. I'd say, that uh, Mr. Gates should be played by none other than Colonel Sanders. I'm sorry. That's perfect. Colonel that's Sanders. That's exactly where Excuse I was going. Yes. I didn't even realize Yeah, it. Colonel Sanders mm-hmm. is who I think should play Patrick Gates. Uh, he's just a curmudgeon. He's old school. He's used to doing things a certain way. Nothing so much wrong with him. No, nothing necessarily wrong with him, but he's just an old school. Is he? Could he be racist? Probably. But he's so nice and sweet. No man. You're just thinking of John Voight. Um, yeah, maybe I'm confusing John, the two. <laughs> Trump. But guy. I don't think Colonel Sanders is a racist. Now, but it's probably that he was. Is John Voight a Trump? God damn it. Oh, huge Trump. Oh, huge. Yeah, my heart. He just he released videos. a video. Literally released a video. And was like On OJ's praise. It's it's like no. It's actually like good production video. Like he had a camera crew come in into his like office, and he's Jesus. like, God bless President Trump. Saying he is, he is our leader, and we must follow. And so, yeah, he does that whole thing now. So no, that's yeah, that's why I go Colonel Sanders. Colonel uh, Sanders. No. Here's here's the thing. I kind of see where you're going. I'm gonna have to find someone else because what I was gonna do Uh-oh. was take one character from National Treasure Book of Secrets, the second. Oh, I know do. what you're gonna do. And it's uh, Ed Harris. Oh and yes, he is the bad guy. Yeah, he is Mitch Wilkinson. Um, so that one has kind of the plot of their he's basically the family's responsible for basically conspirators in the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Right. And Mitch Wilkinson's from the South and has that kind of accent. So yeah. I was thinking Colonel Sanders for him. Okay. So that, but I understand what you're doing right now. So I'll, maybe I'll have to dwell on that, but okay. I would definitely put Colonel Sanders for Mitch Wilkinson in that All national right. treasure. Okay, that's fair. I completely understand. Uh, our boy Birch in the comments wants the Noid to be the villain. The Noid, so that would be Sean Bean as Ian Howe. Um, Sean Bean, foreign, British, so I I was thinking Mario. What's the Noid? 
Oh, Sam. I'm, okay, I would just oh. pretend to oh, know. The, sure. the Noid, the Noid actually was the mascot for Pizza Hut back in the early 90s. Nope. They, no. Was nope. not Pizza Oh, Domino's. Sorry, Domino's. I get the brands. It, it, was this, it was this, uh, yeah, it was this stupid, annoying little character. They spoofed it on Family Guy, I think. I'll killed. show you. It's, uh, it was uh, incredibly popular. It was this. Well, and it was, but it was largely considered like a really bad marketing move because they it associated with a, an annoying character with their mm-hmm. brand. But whatever. Probably like, a better marketing move when that delivery driver killed that guy trying to get generally thirty minutes or less. Probably, yeah, yeah that. That yeah. great. Mm. People don't forget Domino's. <laughs> Garlic crust ain't gonna change shit. Mm. That mm-hmm. was the noise. Oh God, I remember that. Okay, yeah. yeah. For those who don't know, that's he could the be noise. the villain. Like I said, uh, with uh, Sean Bean being uh, foreign, I was going with Mario. You got Mario for Sean Bean. Man, I forgot that. How? I forgot that was Sean Bean. Oh, Sean Bean, and that's a movie that Sean Bean does not the, die in. These are good. Cats. What about Hamburglar? For Sean Bean, I like that. I like that's that. I like sheep. that a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brown, Colonel Sanders was the guy Papa John was quoting in the N-word meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tough break, Kentucky <laughs> Fried Chicken. <Oof. laughs> um. Wow. Can't, does, is Papa John, tech, would he have been considered a brand like the way he... Or, uh, I I kind of became one, right? Came the face of something. Yeah, he did. Mm. I'm going uh, Sean Bean is... Because he's kind of like... Um, he's intense. He's he's corrupt. Mm-hmm. He isn't an evil guy, but that he the definitely... the one movie he didn't get killed in? Yeah, that's like, I think, one of the only two yeah. or three that he did not get killed in. He dies well. What can you say? Yeah, uh, He does. I am going to go... Captain Morgan. I want to call Captain Morgan for Sean Bean's character. All right. Yeah, Captain Morgan. Okay. Captain Morgan, we're going to be completely honest with you. Captain Morgan's kind of an asshole. Like, Captain Morgan is. He's, he's the guy Gardner was talking about yesterday in the bar. Look, we're here trying to have a drink. I don't need you to put your damn leg up and like show off your nuts to the entire bar. Are you wearing your, shorts? Right. Without underwear? <laughs> Why the hell you got that stupid ass hat on, man? Sit your drunk ass down Why are you free balling? Put Thank your, August. Right. Put your yam sack away. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Rip off Captain Hook. You can't even fight, oh, bitch. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Sean Bean, you're Captain Morgan. <laughs> that was good. It sounded That's important. It did. Mm-hmm. it did. All right, so who's our next character? Uh, Why don't we go with uh, Riley Poole, played by Justin Bartha. Uh, Justin Bartha, who, by the, the way. writer kind of pal. Man, or... shout out Justin Bartha. Anytime you can see him on screen. Justin Bartha, has he has he literally been... <laughs> he's been in huge movies. Huge and no movies, one knows and no is. one knows who he is. He's that's like, a good, I, that's I, good. He, I think he's also... He probably may be the highest grossing actor that no one knows. Yep, that's... I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> like his <laughs> box office. His box office numbers huge. are ridiculous. Has, mm-hmm. You take the both National Treasures, you take... Hangover. 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 The series. So, yeah, you're talking about it. Justin Barther and The Rock probably have grossed the same amount of money. <laughs> Don't forget White Girl. Anybody see White Girl with Justin Barther? Where he, no. plays, a, he plays a cokehead magazine editor. No. Uh, who, who semi-coerces a young college girl into various acts. Go watch White Girl. Uh, on Netflix, it's like three hours long. It gets very dark. But oh my god! But, but it's, it's a fair, it's a fair okay, amount yeah. of Justin Barthol. He actually has it's a fair amount of. He just, he's got lines. He actually has dialogue. <laughs> they, have, they have to block scenes for this one. It's, and he seems like an incredibly nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm taking for Riley? Riley's like there. He's he's a part of the team, but he kind of just talks. Never really says anything. It's kind of like just his voice is there to be heard. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm going with the talking cars from Chevron. <laughs> <laughs> all three of them all three of them really? are justin barth uh, that's good yeah there you go what do you got chris 
Oh, uh, wow. I'm thinking the uh, Lucky Charms guy. He's just a little guy kind of bouncing around. He's, he's been, around, <laughs> been around for a while. That's uh, good. He sells a lot of cereal, but, you know, not, no one's really – like the Trix Rabbit and Tony the Tiger are the stars. Like he's not – like he's there, but no one's dressing up like him for Halloween. Okay. Right? All right. Yeah. So you got the Lucky Charms guy? Sure. That's a good one. That was I was going to go with that one. And who did you end up with, Sam? What? Who did you end up with? He was uh, in Geely? The Chevron. The Chevron? But I was going Ronald McDonald with him. Okay, Just because he's kind of clownish in it. I'm yeah. going to go. I'm going to go. crack some jokes from I'm gonna time to go, time. I'm going to go Chuck E. Cheese. Because, uh, only because. Man, here's, here's why. Is this I our most contested recasting call? I wow. think so. This is getting serious. <laughs> well, here's why I say Chuck E. Cheese. Mainly because. Embrace debate. Like, because Chuck E. Cheese is a popular company, but we don't know much about Chuck E. Cheese. Like, when was the last time, like, what do you know about Chuck E. Cheese the mouth? What, for what do we know about? No, I'm just saying, we don't know his backstory. You well, know how he, all these characters usually I have heard a little you said bit biopic, of. I by the way. Yeah. I heard you. Yeah. Do, did you see, I mean, you think we, about it, he took over. That was, it, yeah, he showbiz. took over showbiz. He's like, I'm going to yes. call it my place. Now. Yes. Yeah. He's the it's, Rick Ross of brand mascots. Yeah, yes. right? Yeah, like, but he just, just assumed say, like, another identity. And Yes, yes. It did, we don't know much about Chuck E. Cheese. We haven't seen a cartoon of his. We don't know his family. We don't even know where he's from. That's Justin Bartha in a nutshell. I don't know where Justin Bartha came from, but he's in every billion-dollar movie. I like this. Now, I don't know if we want to move on yet, but um, the detective, Gardner? Do we have a detective? Oh, that's a movie. Do, Harvey yeah. Keitel. Yeah, the oh, FBI just shaking me. Yeah. Harvey uh, Keitel is uh, one of the greatest actors submission? of all time. Yeah, what do we have? Al Tootsie Pops. I guess he looks like it. He does look like him. He does look like it. So, Birch. <laughs> what I love about these characters, they're all Disney-fied. Like, all the actors are in this movie. A, like, we've, we've seen the aggressive versions of them, and then they get into this movie, and we just see the PG version. Because Harvey Keitel has played this character before, sure. but he's Disney-fied. Yeah. We've seen Nicolas Cage play this crazy weirdo traveling across the globe, but he's Disney-fied. Same with Sean Bean. So, with Harvey Keitel, what mascot is like PG, but you know, man, he probably got some demons. Oh shit! Um, the uh, the Cookie Crisp dog. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp dog. <laughs> He's been, homie's been through a, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I boy with the uh, Keebler elves. The Keebler Elves, I feel like, if we're being honest, short? yeah, because I feel like Keebler Elves, yeah, they're making cookies, but they're also slaves. Oh. And so that's why, like, so you're just like, oh, Harvey Keitel, he's sweet in this movie, but he has a dark side. And, like, Keebler Elves, mm. they have slaves. Mm. They make mm. cookies instead of cotton. Yeah. The, and the, so that's why it's, the, uh, this by is the gotten, way. This is taking a, to make it racist is in a minute, man. Oh, my bad. Oh, we can, yeah. I'll, I'll, Throw this. Make sure that this movie's on the list. I got some. Oh, I got no. some words about oh, National Treasure. It's all said and done. Okay. All right, uh, so Gardner. Who else you got? Um. Captain Crunch. For for Harvey Keitel. Oh, for I Harvey like Keitel. I like that. I like that. He's very commanding. Yes, he yeah. is. And so, uh, and it also made me think too. I think I figured out my John Voight one. Mm. Okay. The Vlasic uh, Stork. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. And then we can I don't know take if the Colonel Vlasic Sanders Stork to Ed Harris. Yes. Take Colonel Sanders to Ed, Ed Harris. Harris. I'm fine with that. That's okay. really good. That's good. That's good. All right. So, <laughs> so I'm really intent I'm wrapped up in this. Sorry. All right. Uh, now we're getting to the good stuff. That's the let's, go and here, let's go with this one because I think this is a no-brainer, actually. 
Uh, Diane Kruger is Abigail Chase. Dr. Abigail Chase. Yeah, thank you. I almost said that, actually. And thank you for correcting me. I got me. you. I got she you. Is, she worked uh, hard for that. I didn't is. give her her property. There's one answer to this for me. Let's hear it. I mean, she's of German descent. Sure. She's a German. She's St. Pauli girl. Wow, Michael, that's Michael actually, Scott's favorite life. That's actually, yeah. And you know Michael Scott loved National Treasure. Yeah. yeah. He thought it was a biopic for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. That, I, all right. So for Diane Kruger, I think the St. Pauli girl. That's not bad. I was going to go with the uh, sun-made raisin girl. Yeah. That makes <laughs> like sense. Her. But the St. Pauli girl makes sense with the German background. I yeah. like that. I was going to go with the Morton Salt girl. I can name girls, oh, too. Oh, <laughs> oh, Land of Lakes Butter. Okay. Yeah, All we right. did it. Look at us. We didn't even have to mansplain any of these. <laughs> oh, good for us. Look at this. this. is a bright moment for We Are Live. I thought you were going to go like Aunt Jemima. Ah, I was going to. No, I'm going to hold that one off. I'm going to wait. Let's say that Mrs. We'll, Buttersworth? When we do uh, Olympus Has Fallen, I okay. will probably have a place for Mrs. Buttersworth. Man. Okay, I'm sorry. I was about to go off track. So let's uh, talk about movies you love. That might be. That is so good. That is so All right. damn good. Okay, I'm focused now. I'm All back. Right. I'm back. All right, now we're arriving yep. to the man of the hour, boys and girls. It is time for us to cast Benjamin Franklin Gates, who, of course, is played mm. by the great. Our Lord and Savior. Lord and Savior, Nicolas Cage. A friend of mine does a uh, Nicolas Cage impersonation, but it, he says, this is Nick Cage uh, eating popcorn. And he just puts popcorn in and goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's choking on the kernel. Uh, so that's his oh, I, like I got I, the person who I am going with. All right. Who are you going with? Joe Campbell. That's who I had. Mm. Nice. I needed a smoker. I wanted a smoker. <laughs> I had oh. Joe Campbell okay. in there. It's Joe. Look, Nicholas Cage isn't an attractive fellow. Sure. Let's be honest. But I'd with, still hit. But yeah, oh, that's okay. Wow. But Joe Campbell is cool. Nicholas Cage is cool. I don't know why, but they are. And they are. They carry it. They carry that swag, even though they shouldn't have it. And smoking is and cool. And smoking is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I will absolutely go with Joe Camel on this one. I like that. He's everywhere. He was on billboards, signs around schools, just like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I like it. May I devil's advocate for a yes. Oh, wow. Oh. Nicholas Cage. Wait, wait, arguing doesn't usually work on interview no, no, shows. Like shows they, yeah. When the two people don't agree, no, I don't know. Right. No, listen, kind of one, one of us dies at the end of this oh, show. Oh, okay. Like Spoiler. Uh, like <laughs> Nicholas Cage is on a mission. He's always been on a mission. And it's it's a it's an honest one. Hmm. Uh, it, it's it's worthy. Okay. But he's he's had some failures. He's had some fallbacks, and so people don't really trust him. They don't they don't believe in his brand, in his okay. statement, in his. In his journey, his hero's journey, his destiny. But this is what is calling to him. The treasure of the nation is calling to him, just like a certain um, fruity-themed cereal mm. is calling to one mm. young Trix mm. Rabbit. Oh, Nicholas wow. Cage is the Trix Rabbit. Ooh, we may have ourselves a debate. Because <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Because now that I think about the Trix Rabbit and how he's just all over the place in the commercials. That's how Nicolas Cage is in scene. Like the Trix Rabbit. He's all over the he's place. Always, he can't just be like, hey, I'm the Trix Rabbit coming to buy some tricks and that he's Paul Brown. Like the Trix Rabbit definitely goes by Paul Brown mm. like when he's out in public. <laughs> also, as far as aliases go, come on. Come on, Ben. You couldn't, 
Yeah. You could have gone with any of the founding fathers. You went with Paul Brown. All right. Yeah, no. Is there another actor good that callback. is as has been in as good of movies as Nicolas Cage? And then, like, does anyone have the range he has for bad to good? Right? He's just in, like, if you read that he's recent like, Q&A, he talks about why he's in so many. He's trying to be in movie after movie oh, after really? movie he's after just like, movie. Yeah. To pay off the so debt. So, it's, yeah, it's part, it. he actually said, oh, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. You, you could say his funds were gone in 60 seconds. Nice. For like 20 yes. minutes, I've been waiting for it. Yes! Go, so, Gone in 60 Seconds is a yes. Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, do you have somebody else to throw in the hat between those no, two? I'm not, gonna, I'm not getting in the middle of this. This is a your community issue. <laughs> I might have to stop back and we're talking about, or step back and we're talking about National Treasure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Tra- I think the two, those two, between the Trix Rabbit and Joe Campbell, those properly describe I think Nick Cage. Trix Rabbit is at least doing the stunts. Maybe yes. Joe Camel. Joe Camel is definitely cool like Nicolas Cage, right. so I'm with you for that. But he can't run away from a security guard the way the no. Tricks Rabbit. Tricks Rabbit was dev- definitely he pulled out the Tricks Rabbit and face off. Like that was that <laughs> was that was Nick Cage doing Tricks Rabbit in that bad boy. <laughs> that was just those two careers just completely. You know what? Actually, their careers technically recover from face off. Yeah, to Travolta my, to, and Cage. They, oh, Travolta is. Actually, they, they are the two probably like they make out no matter what shit they put out. Right. Someone's going to love Nick Cage. But that's the thing. Travolta. But that's how I say that's when we know Hollywood is truly diverse. When black brown actors can put out shit project after shit project after shit project and still mm-hmm. get top dollar or at least offered in other projects. Like that's the day when we have made it as people. There you go. When blacks are treated like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, actually. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you can keep that 48, because I'm good. <laughs> what, if, what if Kamala Harris just comes out tomorrow and that's her pitch? Yeah. We just want blacks treated like Nicolas Cage. Oh. This is a much more advanced version of we can. We need to get past it so we can just all call an asshole an asshole <laughs> and not think there's any kind of applications to it. But that's much more eloquently said, so I appreciate that. Uh, that'll do it for recasting call. Hit the, the close. Okay. It's time to close the recasting call. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I want. I just want. It's a. It's a classic exposition. That entire movie is a classic exposition. Talking up through his nose. Yeah. Steal steal the Declaration. declaration. It's like, uh, who's um in next Friday, uh, Mike Epps's ex-girlfriend's cousin, Baby D. Mm Mm-hmm. She know about all the new flavors of the mm-hmm. Twinkie. You heard about that new millennial Twinkie? <laughs> <laughs> you bought into it and glitter comes off. That's Nick, that's Nick Cage. That just Nick watched Cage. next Friday and was like, fuck, I want to be an actor now. Yes, and then he started. <laughs> you know what? I know that we've been talking to, we've had John Witherspoon on. We've had, we had DC Curry in here. And we they've have Liddell talked about, on today. And so they know very much about the Friday franchise. Oh, I, if yeah. they can, look. Ice Cube's the man. He's one of the bigger power players in Hollywood. If He's he the black Nicolas Cage. He is. If he can find a way to get Nicolas Cage into the Friday franchise, you tell him you don't want a Nick Cage Chris Tucker scene, mm. you is, lying. What's it called? Rents Do Friday? Is that what it's? I don't know how the they're going to do it. I don't know. <laughs> That's it, be, is he a truancy officer <laughs> hunting down Ice Cube's son? Is that what's, <laughs> what, what if got, What if it's like a brief crossover, just a brief cameo crossover, uh-oh. where Nick Cage has his crew with him? From National Treasure, okay. and they're going down the street. Where where is Friday set? L.A. In, in L.A. So not not a particular neighborhood or right. anything. Just well, it's LA. just like Crenshaw, like okay. and, yeah. So whatever the neighborhood is, and so they're going through there, like even walking, 
And then he asks for directions, and they just give him directions, and then he's on his way. That would it's be, that simple. Actually, that would be a cool thing if, like, directors just got together and was like, all right, from time to time, just to really, we should throw in a character from one of our movies into your film. Or, or, or uh, Nick Cage, like, uh, he's got, let's say, the Magna Carta with him this time. He's like, can you hold this for me? He's like, sure, man. And then, like, gives him and something to do And then Debo runs for off with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we go from there. So you have a crossover of Friday movies and National Treasure movies. That's hot. I think that's what the storylines intertwine. I mean, it's about time. I think that's what the streets wanted. Mm -hmm. That's that's equality. Who has the better universe? And then someone's like, "You got papers?" And then they're like, "Oh, do we use the Magna Carta?" Oh, and they smoke the Magna Carta. Shit! Damn it! There's a movie. There There you go. There it is. Next week on recasting. Hey, Gardner, it's time to make it racist as hell. Don't forget, Tech Electronics made the studio app. I'm addressing the white elephant in the room. I'm breaking down the barriers of race by assimilation. I wouldn't mind to have black neighbors. That is racist as hell. It's raining little white women. My prayers have been answered. Black women have the nicest asses. If that ain't the whitest thing a white man has ever whited in his life. You do not have to say African American. Just say black. Oh, well, in that case, you know what word I miss? Colored. Oh. Oh. Don't let the liberal media tell you how to think and feel. If you have hate in your heart, let it out. I'm racist as hell. <laughs> deserved. Before that lovely drop happened, Tech Electronics, not racist, fine so. sponsor and not racist, of We Are Live. I tell you what, Sam. What's up? I came back from New York where I was surrounded by some of the finest technology. Wait a minute, were you in New York? I was in that okay. city. Okay. And now to return to see the type of technology that's currently in the studio, it is New York quality. So make sure you check out my friends at Tech Electronic. All you have to do is go Tech Electronic, put it in your Google box, and it will explain where to go next. Tech Electronic. Serving your needs today. Hmm. Not that bad. TechElectronics.com for more information. Uh, make a racist. Sam and Travis Rill will make things racist. Um, wow. National Treasure, make a racist. All right. <laughs> this pissed me off get last him. night. Get him. Get him. The, I was oh big into National Treasure. National Treasure got me big into the history of the Masons mm-hmm. uh, and the offset of the Masons known as the Freemasons. Yes. Uh, in, Dis- in Disney's National Treasure, the story goes that the Freemasons were founded as a subsect uh, after leaving England in order to get the National Treasure out of Europe. Freemasons were founded because when blacks were freed and tried to join the Masonic lodges, the Masons wouldn't let them in. So they had to go and form the Freemasons. So Disney just whitewashed an enti- our one secret society and they just completely just blurted out of history. If that ain't the most, Walt Disney was an anti-Semite. Oh no, 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 this is it. <laughs> yep. Oh, come back here, house, the of house, house of Mouse. House of Mouse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, this is not Travis Terrell speaking. This is Sam Lyon speaking. Uh, I'll take yeah. this to the grave. Yeah. No, National Treasure. Travis Terrell's on that Walt Disney dick. That's why. Oh, and they didn't, no. have, they didn't even have to say why the Freemasons were formed. They could have just said we were members of the Freemasons, but they went out of their way to make an entire new story of why the Freemasons were formed. It's racist as hell. No. Oh, well, hold on. Hold on. Production value. 
That is racist okay. as hell. All right. Now go. we're good. Now we're good. Uh, ex-girlfriends. Travis, you can't make ex-girlfriends uh, racist. First of all, how you don't like my black ass? If you don't like my black ass, you got to be racist. Come on. Baby uh, girl, you racist as hell. That is racist yeah. as hell. All that good black, you know what I hey. did. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey. I apologize. Uh, none of my ex-girlfriends have been racist, I've known. Uh, but most of their fathers have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Sam Walls, every time I put on that faded Carhartt jacket that your da daughter gave me, Sophomore here at college. <laughs> I'm reminded of the hate you carry in your heart as you walk throughout life. <laughs> Ex-girlfriend's father, you racist as hell. That is racist as hell. That's like our friends. That's like our. Uh, I'll bring the Carhartt next time. You yes. can see it. It's our Caucasian friend uh, that goes by the name of Cedric. When he shows up to dinner, they go, "Oh, thank oh, God! Oh, <laughs> come, please come in." You know a white Cedric? Yeah, yeah. I'm shook. Yeah. Cold, too. Good yeah. guy. Uh, <laughs> Gardner. Candles. Oh, oh no. Come on, man. I, Come on, man. Is that your cute way of saying tiki torches? Gardner, oh. is that what's going on here? Oh. Talking about the candles that you light at your secret yes. rituals before you go out and burn a cross. You got to make sure you teach all the proper mm. flame yes, yes. flame starting yeah. procedures. Yeah. So you start out with the yes. candles. You make your yes. way up. To tiki yes. torches, and, and next thing you know, yeah. 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 Oh, don't try to cut I, me I, I, off. I you think just because you put the sound clip over, well, I'm gonna stop spreading the yeah. good yeah. word? You think I'm not gonna? Yes, I'm gonna use do. that candle yes. to bring light yes. to your dark, mm. racist ways. Yes. Candles, you racist as hell. That is racist as hell. God, you better put your face on the camera. Get back in your screen. Get back on your screen. Get back on your screen. Get back on your screen. You better respect Leotis, Leotis T. Candle. I thought it was going to be a story one. No, I really no, no, no. That's, that's, that's real, man. That's oh, real. Oh, wow. Um, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, Travis, uh, we enjoy life here in St. Louis. We always have a good time. You can't make potholes in the city of St. Louis streets racist. You know what I noticed about all the potholes across the city? Talk to me, Trev. They're black. Oh, no. Where, Wait why, a minute. Why do potholes got to be black, bro? Mm -hmm. Come on. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of white cars. Driving well, on those roads, but somehow the hoes don't get any white on. They just right. stay black. Right, mm. right. Hmm. And you know what they do? They fill that hole with more blackness. Look at so that. So it's black on black to illustrate black on Listen, black crime. Come on. And they try to perpetuate that in our community. If you don't speak on I it right now, what, I am take sick it to and the tired. Mountain. I am sick and tired of these white people mm -hmm. driving on my oh. black roads. Come on. And then filling up that black hole there you go. with more blackness. That's right. Mm. Potholes, you're racist as hell. That is racist as hell. Wow. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, Billy Fatpants in the comments wants you to make Chappelle's new special racist. Hell, it will be. <laughs> and okay. you're welcome. I cannot wait. Oh, he'll do it on his own. He'll do it on his own. Yes. We don't have to do it for him. I was, uh, Can I do one more? Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. watching one of the other specials, and uh, I'm just loving it. Like, literally, think I'm like, oh, this is... He's just speaking. This is this is the the epitome of spoken word and and performance and storytelling. And the person I was walking uh, watching it with uh, like screamed at me to turn it off because it was the most offensive scene they'd ever seen. And I was just like, we have a very big difference of what's happening on this screen right now. I don't. Mm. Why are you shaking your head, Trav? Because Dave Chappelle is a treasure mm. and a genius. Mm -hmm. Would you call him a national treasure? I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Mm, probably international. Um, got one more for me. Make karate racist. Oh, oh you son no. of a bitch. No. Oh, no. no. That now look at this photo. You telling me this photo of those kids ain't running around saying, Well, Jay Z said it so I can say it. <laughs> Let's talk about the ideation they've perpetuated mm. of 
black communities just just that. putting just putting karate on this altar on this pedestal. Yes. Every every television show, every movie is some young black child wanting to learn karate. We're not out here trying to like, like we just we just look up to this superior art form. We don't need karate. We got break dancing. Thank you. Mm. And guns. We and guns. Lot, we have a lot of question. Colon electric boogaloo. Yes. Question, should I sign the release form that Awkward Family Photos sent me to put it in one of their calendars? I will no, no longer own the rights to the photo. You should keep that photo. Make money yourself, man. I don't, I don't think I'm going to make Once, When somebody wants to buy something from you, that's when you know you've got something worth keeping. Yeah, that's right. They're not that's trying to buy true. it. They're just like, you get to be in the calendar. Yeah, don't give it up, man. Yeah. There's more to life than just should I just being on Make IG, a Bijack original? Man, you definitely got to make mm. it an original, man. Yeah. Go ahead and put it out there. I'm telling you, man, that photo is iconic. Yeah. I want that to be like the repeat background for when we take photos. When we have celebrities that come in, I want that to be the repeat background. I just, I just, I'm so proud of that because I mean, you see that we left hand down the there, office, yeah. Like uh, you're looking at the right cross that coming in that left guy, bah, come out. I just love the hair. Who else is in that picture? What's going? My younger brother. That's your younger brother. Younger brother. Oh, yeah, uh, who's uh, you what you he's, don't he's, see? He's a year and a half old in that photo. And what he's, you don't see under there, he actually has a pizza, a slice of pizza underneath his. Yeah, I left took it from hand. him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's just like, I'm, I can't wait till they say, all right, cut, because I'm going to eat it. I want to so say he Dave was Denman likes pizza. He was six feet. Look at the mitts on him. He was five. I was curious how you were going to make karate racist mm -hmm. because of one thing I was thinking. In terms of degrees, which color belt is the lowest? Chris, what? what's the lowest white. belt? Is it so white? that's the bottom, right? All right. Yeah. Do, you, do I need In to karate, explain why that is? The top mm -hmm. is black. Of course. Yeah. So it's just, in the hierarchy, white is the lowest, no. black is the highest. Karate. That is racist. No, 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 no. And see, that's what that, that's what you. you would like to prepare. Asian that's what you like to have out. People. That's the story you're putting out the communities. But that's we all I mean. know that when they put the white belt at the bottom, they're putting as the foundation because they just go. got this idea in their head yes. that white is the building block yes. for everything. Even in Asian yes. art form, they want to try to say. <laughs> And that it's incredibly it's difficult them. and very rare for a certain amount of people to get to the black. Look at that. Look at that. You get to get to the black. So they make it the hardest to get to. So there's Typical. not as many? Mm-hmm. Karate, you double racist as hell. That is racist as hell. And by the way, you live you live in the hood, karate kid, and not one black friend? Not one black friend. Mm -hmm. What kind of... You probably, that's why you got your ass beat with your racist ass. Right. Karate kid, you racist as hell. That is racist You're as hell. Also... Uh, is it what's his fucking name in that movie? Daniel. Daniel Son had it coming. He mm. did. He had. It. He was. He, he was, was messing with other people. Uh, he was harassing Cobra Kai every step of the way. They were done. They had that one little beef at the beach, and it was over. But and nah, he had to get cute at the party. Right. When everybody was like, "Hey, man, we good. We moving on." But he up here trying to stand up for himself. First of all, you can't fight, little bitch. Mm. Get your little bitch ass on somewhere. How you, you gonna try to start a fight? You want a trophy? And what that mean? With an we illegal never, leg sweep. With an illegal leg sweep. Nobody um, ever talks about that. Mm -hmm. No, that's oh, oh, that, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, that's been bothering me for just so long. Just another white man just breaking his way through. Right. Is he is that's he's white, right? I, I can't remember. He's completely white. What's the actor's he, name? Well, his daddy that, wasn't in the movie, so Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Ralph Macchio. I don't know. His dad uh, may have been. Do we need to break down. Do we need to break down? Where's his ancestry? Oh, Italian. Okay, he's white. That is racist as hell. Thank you. Got time to dice him up and look groups. All right. That's, that's, been, that's been made racist. Guys, big thanks to all of our great sponsors. Woo! What a great week. Sam, you got any shows coming up? I got a few coming up. Actually, uh, September 13th, I'll be with uh, the young guy Travis Terrell here uh, doing the first of a 
three-show series on the loop trolley. Let me tell you something. Yale Hollander hosted our uh, showcase last night, and um, he was trying to do his funny, I plug all my own stuff mm -hmm. during the show a bit, but then he actually didn't plug the only thing I asked him to talk about. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, maybe work on but yeah, maybe work on that. Yeah, so comedy that on the trolley, September thirteenth, uh, nine p.m. No, pr the only price of admission is the price of a trolley ticket. So uh, nice. come check out. That's gonna be a great show. Also, and bring alcohol. Bring alcohol. Do it. Well, you can't Cowards. Bring it on the I don't trolley. know. Can you not bring it on the trolley? Don't bring alcohol. Don't bring alcohol. Yeah. Get drunk uh, at the History Museum. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they're gonna love that. We're gonna make that a thing. Tailgating so, <laughs> before the event. We we could do a. Cook out in Forest Park. That would be perfect. We get it. You're hungry. We'll get you something <laughs> in. Uh, September 3rd at Heavy Anchor is going to be uh, Boondoggle uh, mm -hmm. with Aaron Sawyer. That is a bi-monthly sketch show that Aaron picks one other performer, comedian, artist in the city to work with him and spend two months just putting a show together. We've got sketches. We've got videos. It will be a show that happens. I can't guarantee it's going to be good, but you should still be there <laughs> to find out September 3rd. Brave of Aaron to bring you on. <laughs> oh, he knows exactly what he did when he booked me for this. Uh, and then August 29th, I will be at Helium for the Dirty Show. Nice. And August 31st, I'll be back for the Best of the Garage Showcase. All right. So Very come exciting. check those out. And All Implied Company nice. tonight at the Crackbox, 945. That's a fun show. Chris Sear, happy birthday to Sear. Chris, happy birthday to Papa Sear. Can I plug a show, Chris? What? Uh, for all those who are in the Seattle area, oh, Saturday, August 31st, um, at 31? Columbia City Theater. Uh, make sure you all come out mm, all right. at 4916 Rainier Avenue in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Travis Rainier? Terrell. Rainier? I don't know. I ain't never been to the damn city. Uh, but I will be on jo Josephine Howe. Aaron Engel and DJ Diff. You're really going to Seattle. Uh, show starts at nine. Doors open at eight. Tickets are fifteen dollars online, twenty dollars at the door. Brown paper tickets. The Fair Trade Ticking Company are responsible for this set. Uh, you if you have any questions, go to themadbusdriver.com. Reading everything that yeah. you see on there. Are you? I got the flyer. Do you have a direct tickets. flight? Uh, I do, and I think I'm, I'm not. I'm not certain, but I think Daddy's got first class. Ooh. No, you don't. Mad bus driver. No. He should have bought you a bus ticket to stay on brand. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> that would have been, been When you perform good. with me, you take the bus. I mean, I'm telling you what, man. Y'all don't understand. The mad bus driver is huge in Seattle. Okay. I, which is just so curious. Yeah. Just, Sean, why? Sean used to ride the mega bus. And oh, <laughs> no. He, had a, he, would, he would mess with the people on the bus with him. So when he would get ready to go to sleep, he'd pull out this ball gag and put it around his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why is that the funniest thing I've ever heard? Why is he carrying around a ball gag yeah. on a mega bus? Do not disrespect mega bus. That's first and foremost. Stick around. If you missed it, Mark Rose is awesome. This week we had some really fun interviews. Thanks to Molly for coming by. Tony Cavallero was amazing. Uh, we've got Lunell in today. We're going to talk to her in just a minute. So pop back over here. For Sam, for Gardner, for everybody here at Midcoast Media, for Travis, I'm Chris Denman. We're back Monday live at 8 a.m. We'll see you then. Let's do the peace.